are listening to a life impacting camp preached by Bishop Richard Ai. Bishop Richard Ai is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful camp. pray let's bow our heads and pray father we want to thank you for this great and mighty blessing thank you for your good work lord that in the great work that you're doing lord in this church lord with your servant and with your children lord thank you lord for your mercies thank you for your kindness thank you for choosing us thank you for selecting us Thank you for the blessed opportunity to be in your holy presence. Father, I pray that by your spirit, you will let your light shine brighter. Thank you, Lord, that in these few days and few hours that will be together, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your help. Anoint us with fresh oil. Anoint us with new oil. Anoint us with new zeal and new understanding. Thank you for abundant grace and abundant mercies, Lord. I give you thanks and I welcome you, Holy Spirit, into these times together. Thank you, Father, for this blessing. In Christ Jesus' name I pray and everybody shall say amen. Amazing, amazing, amazing. God bless you. Please take your seats. What a blessing. What a blessing. Well, it's a great blessing to be with you. And um, thank God, grateful to God for this blessed opportunity to be here in uh, Botswana. Botswana. It's amazing. I'm in Botswana, but it feels like I'm at home. Yes. It feels like we're at home. So, I'm already feeling at home. So um, it's a great blessing to be here. And um, I believe that they're going to have a blessed time together. Uh, of course, I bring you greetings from my father, the prophet. Uh, we are just... Thank you. I'm just coming from Seoul, Korea, um, where we had there was a special um, service conference um, in memory of Pastor Doctor Yonggi Chung. Um, so Prophet was there. Prophet ministered and ministered on uh, the special memorial service they had. And then on Sunday morning as well. So we're just coming straight. I'm just coming straight from Seoul, Korea. I mean, so it's a 
You'll be there. Yes, you'll be there. Yes. You will. You will. So um, I bring you greetings from him. Sends you his love, his blessings to um, all of you. It's been a blessing. I mean, all, the, all that I know in the ministry, I was taught by him. He's taught by me. He's taught me how to pray. He's taught me how to read my Bible. He's taught me how to do evangelism. He's taught me how to grow a church, how to plant a church, um, how to raise pastors, shepherds, how to govern a denomination. Um, all the things, all the wonderful, sometimes when you hear things being said about you, you even wonder whether it's you. You know, yes, you wonder whether it's you they are talking about or there's, um, there's somebody coming. You know, so all the things that you may hear and see today, um, I owe it all to him by the grace of God. Because he taught me everything, he taught me everything, he still teaches me. Uh, even as we've been in Korea, I mean, I've, I've received more notes and more instructions on things to do and things to be done. So um, it's a blessing to have a father. You know, it's a, it's a great blessing to have a father. There are people who think that fathers are a bother and a disturbance, but for me, um, fathers are a blessing, especially their correction. You have to, you even have to learn how to value correction. You know, you have to treat correction like gold. If somebody ever opens their mouth to correct you about something, correct you about your shoe or your hair. Yes. Not, not, even, not, even, not even how you pray. Not even whether you've prayed or not. That someone will even open their mouth to tell you that, look, the shirt you are wearing is not nice. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, major, it's a major blessing. It's a gem. Because uh, without cor- correction, there will be corruption. Yeah, so when you have someone who even corrects you and tells you what to do, you should know that you should know that it's a it's a real, real, real blessing. When when the scripture talks about the Bible, the word of God is profitable. It says that it's profitable unto correction, reproof, rebuke. Just one says exhortation or something like that. But it's like about eighty percent of the effect of the work of of the word of God in your life is to realign and to adjust and to help you. So when you see people who, have, who are allergic that is uh, they have a negative reaction towards correction. They are usually fatherless people. They are usually people who don't see the value and the price of a father. So I'm saying all this to say to you that uh, it's a great blessing to have a father because I'm standing here today because I have a father. If, if Bishop Dag was not my father, I don't think I'll be here. I don't think I'll be standing here uh, or anybody will know me. Nobody will even know my name or my name will even mean anything. So I want to thank God and really celebrate this great and wonderful father that God has brought into my life. And, uh, and giving me it's a, great, it's a great blessing so that's a blessing I also want to thank God for your pastor we call him Pastor KB you know we call him Pastor KB he never 
he never ceases to amaze me for his admiration and connection for um, for our father and for our ministry you know um, uh, some of the brethren that came with they said they said they thought they thought this is also first love church <laughs> yes. they said they thought he was a first love pastor yes so I had to tell them that in the spirit he is he is in the spirit yes so but uh, when when you see him his admiration and his connection to the family of um, UD and UO all you can say is that this guy is a smart guy I mean he must be he must be a wise man he must be, he must be very very wise to to be doing to be doing what he has he has he has eyes that most people don't have yes most people don't have but you must have eyes for something to see to be able to see something nice something good and to choose it and to attach yourself to it you must have the eyes eyes and the mind of wisdom to have and to see what it takes because nobody when you want to cook when you want to cook you don't go to um, um, you, you want to cook beef you don't go you don't go and sit somewhere and say you are creating your own cow yes yes you go you go where you are told beef is sold and you go and buy your beef there and come and cook it I mean cook it the way you want to cook it and how you buy the end of the day you are cooking beef Yes, so your pastor has seen something, and then instead of going to create his own cow, he has he has gone to buy the cow that is being sold, and he's using the cow, and you can see that the beef is working. There's a a wonderful beef stew that has been made here. Yes. So um. So thank you, Pastor KB, for your friendship, your. Um, relationship and for even in choosing to invite me and to and to have me be here thank you very much it's an honor for me it's also an honor uh, maybe you may be thinking it's an honor for me here but for for me it is an honor i feel honored to be wanted you know to be wanted is an honor so thank you very much for also wanting me here and uh, having me here for a number of days it's a great honor and a great privilege which I also don't take lightly so thank you very much for having me here and to your dear wife uh, for having us and all the pastors here and all of you guys God bless you and I believe that God is going to have, give us a blessed time. Please take your seats yeah, it's also a blessing to see Pastor Royale here yes it's nice to see all of you here it's a great blessing. So, well, as our theme suggests, going deeper and doing more. So, I'll be sharing with you from the book, going deeper and uh, doing more. Uh, I preach uh, 100%, if not 110%, if not 150%, or 200% from everything that my pastor has, my pastor and my father has written. So, if it's a, if it's a problem for you, you can, you can leave now. Yes, because because that is me. That is me, and I have no I have no apologies for it. Because, um, like the scripture says, wisdom is justified by her children. 
So I would rather say that if you want to judge me, judge me by my fruits. Okay, yes, judge me by my fruits. And don't judge me by what I do. Because when you see what I do, maybe you may not understand what I'm doing. So just use the fruits to judge. Put your fruits on the table and also put my fruits on the table. And then, yes. Let's not, let's not put methods. Yes, so let's not put methods on the table. Let's put fruits on the table. Yes, because when we put methods, we're going to have a long debate and a long discussion and all sorts of things. Before I realize, you've led, you've led somebody astray. So let's go by the words of Jesus that a tree shall be known by its fruits. So all I'll say is that show me your fruits and I'll also show you my fruits. And then, uh, and then we can have a discussion. And then we can have a discussion. Then we can talk from there. Then we can discuss fruits. And if whether your method is effective or not. Okay, so uh, we're, going to be, we're going to be reading, going deeper and doing more. Going deeper and doing more. Because I believe that, I believe that there is a going deeper. And there is a doing more. For every Christian, at any level, at any level, there's always a going deeper and a doing more that you can have in your life. One of the dangerous things in life, one of the dangers in life is to become complacent. Complacency, celebration. You know, when you're celebrating, when you're celebrating, it's, it's indicating that you think you have won a race and you have arrived. That is celebration. That is celebration. Yes, and so you see that non-progressive communities, societies, uh, nations, families, people, you know, um, are people who are characterized by a lot of celebrations of anniversaries and uh, whatnot. But it's an indication. It's an indication of a victory won. Yes, and a victory won always makes you complacent that there's nothing more to do. After all, I have conquered. I have achieved. I have arrived. And that is when people stop developing and going, going deeper and doing more. You know, Paul said, Paul said, not as though I have already attained. These are, these are the words of Paul. But compare the ministry of Paul to our ministry and to what we have. And he's the one saying that I don't live as though I have attained. Do you understand? Or I have arrived. Or I have achieved. But he rather said, I press on. Yes. He, he said, not as though I had already attained. Either were already perfect, but I follow after. If that, that is, if, if God will even permit me that I would, I would, I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. There is no, there is no, there is no room for celebration. There is no room for drawing a line of what you have done. If, if you ever, if you ever um, set a goal and you get to that goal, always adjust to a higher goal. 
Yes. Always believe God. Always believe God that you see something else and you see something new. Because as many people, as many people that have felt we are there are people who have started dying. As soon as, as soon as you feel you have arrived at a place, that is, that is the beginning of your death. You understand? So he's saying that not as though I had already attained. Either we're already perfect, but I follow after. You know, following means that you are active. You are, you are moving on. Wow. You are moving on. You keep moving on. Wow. You keep moving on. You keep moving on. And you keep moving on. And you keep moving on. So it's, a, it's actually, it's a, I, I, I dread, I dread the day where I will feel like I have done well. You know, and I'll say to myself, you have done well. I dread that day. Maybe, maybe if I would know that, if I would know that I'm about to take my last breath, do you understand? Last breath, that is when I do. And there's no more. That is, I breathe in and I breathe out, and that's it, it's over for me. If, if God, if God will give me the privilege to know that final second, then maybe I can entertain the thought and the luxury. Yes, the luxury. The luxury of feeling cool and feeling great and feeling like. You know, there are a lot of things. There are a lot of things that there are a lot of things that have been done. It's like, oh yes, I mean, I can, I can, I may have, I may have the luxury of smiling, smiling as I approach, as I approach the Father in heaven for judgment. You know, for judgment. But but otherwise, otherwise, when you hear about yourself and the things, things that are said about you here on earth, it's more of a for me, it stirs up more of a disturbance because when you see the, the magnitude of things that could be done and what has been done, you realize that no, there's more for you to do you haven't, you, you, you just, you haven't done anything at all anything at all so when I, when I, I remember Paul saying not as though I had already attained Paul is saying I have not attained how much more you? You have attained. Who are those who have attained? They didn't come to church. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. But you see that he's saying that I am following after something. I'm following after something. If that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended. Of Christ Jesus. And what does verse 13 say? It says that brethren, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. That is, that is what, what are the things that are behind? What are the things that are behind? It's not it's not sin. He's not talking about sin, he's not talking about uh, fornications and drunkenness and lies that uh, old things are passed away. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about he's talking about victory junctions. Yes, victory junctions. Great things that have been done. Churches that have been planted. Pastors that have been raised. I mean I mean books that have been written, letters that he has written. Revelations that he has he has had. He's had Paul has had revelations. Revelations. High level revelations that he can't even tell which of the heavens he's in. And he's saying that. 
forgetting those things which are behind in other words in other words after every great event that thing is behind you yes yes after every every great quiet time you have with revelation instead of becoming a fool and becoming puffed up behind forgetting the things that are behind and then you reach forth always anytime you see a great thing always know there's something greater ahead yes 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 you'll be amazed you'll be amazed at how small this hall is when you see what God has for you imagine that God's vision is, is that he's going to give you 10 times this hall so as soon as you finish building this place you put it behind you yes and forget and say God why are you taking us yes because this will, this will, this will be a branch this is like a branch a church or a branch yes a branch yes yes we are talking about going deeper and doing more yes so this is this is Paul. I'm not. He's not. In case you read this, in case you read this and you think of, oh, okay, I, I put fornication behind me, I put lying behind me, smoking behind me. That means that you're a new convert. When a new convert reads this, I won't blame the new convert if he feels like, oh, okay, yes, I've put fornication behind me, drinking behind me, lies behind me, going going to um, clubs and you know, as I've put. The, but not Paul. That's not what Paul is talking about. And the higher you go in ministry, you also discover that you cannot say that after a certain level, set this verse doesn't apply to you anymore. It applies. It applies, and it is you. And it is you that he's talking about. He's saying that forgetting the things which are behind. Look, let me tell you, any victory, any victory you have attained in yourself, any anointing you have got, any gift you have. Any, any number of souls you have won any, anything good that you have achieved be like Paul put it behind you and then reach forth yes reach forth yes for those things which are before because there's always something that is ahead of you there's always something there's always something that is ahead of you there's always something greater something higher something deeper something better yes all the time that's what i'm saying i mean imagine you imagine you imagine that what god has for you as a church is 10 times what you are sitting in you come here you come here one day you come and have choir rehearsals in this room yes yes this place will be used for choir rehearsals. The choir will come and rehearse here. Yes. 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 As soon as, as soon as you see a victory, be quick to put it behind. Be quick to put it behind you. So that you can reach out for the greater thing. And he says that, verse 14 says what? I'm just reading the Bible, okay, to you. So sit down, sit down. Let's let's read the Bible. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then now he says that I press toward the mark. Just English language. 
English language will teach you that when you see the word press, it means that there must be there must be an opposing force. Yes, yeah, so there must be an opposing. So it's not it's not it's not a walk in the park. It's not a stroll. It's not a stroll through the park. It's not something that you are breezing through. It's not something that you are breezing through. To actually to actually see the call of God fulfilled and the callings of God fulfilled in your life. You would need you would need that effort. Oh yes. You need you need that effort. You need that strength. You would need to be ready to battle and to fight. If you don't if you don't like if you don't like fighting, then you are new. Ah, yes, then you are new. You are, you are, you are a new person. Yes, that the, any role that has been given to you in the church, you don't want you don't want to press through because there, there is a mark. There's a mark for you to attain to. There's a mark for you to get. And you don't like pressing through. He says that I press. I press toward the mark. Toward. Toward. It means that it means that I know the direction that I'm going to. Yes. I know the direction. So I'm pressing towards a particular direction. And you see, that is, that is where when you see people pressing towards other directions, you are not affected. You are not, you are not even disturbed. Because they are, not, they are not going in your direction. They are not going in your direction. Yes. I, I was driving somewhere the other day. And as I was driving, I saw people moving in the opposite direction. It was standstill traffic. They were, they were sitting. They couldn't move. My, my direction was clear. So when I saw them, I said, I said, is there a problem? Is there a problem? I'm not going in that direction. I'm going this way. Yes, I'm going this way. Yes. Sometimes we are, sometimes we are disturbed by where people are going. Where people are going, what people are doing, and what new things have come. And what new things are going on. And how, you know, that's, that's how people lose their ministry. They lose their ministry because they can't stay with their calling. They can't stay with the grace and they can't stay with the thing that God has told them that follow the, they can't stay with it. They can't stay with it. They are they are very hyper. They are hyper. They are they are they are they are um they are not focused. Like, like what the scripture the scripture calls them children. I I believe I believe there are a lot of ministers who are who are immature and childish. Yes. Because the Bible says that don't be like a child that is tossed to and fro by what? Every wind of doctrine. Doctrine is teaching. It's teaching and revelation. And you see that today you are there. You say you are doing this. The next thing you say that, oh, there's this new thing. Before you are blown away. And, and when you are, you know, that's why I said that judge, judge yourselves by fruit. When you are blown and then you are blown into insignificance. You should be humble enough to tell yourself that I have followed the wrong thing. I've gone in the wrong because you have been blown into insignificance. You should have been blown into greatness and significance. Or you have been blown into insignificance. When you said, when you were given this role to do in the church, you say you don't like it. You like to do this. You want to be this. You want to be that. And then you have become insignificant in the church. Let, the, let that thing, the result, let the result teach you. So long as you are alive, so long as you are not dead, it means you can experience the message of God and make wow, a U-turn. So he is saying that I press. So as you are pressing, there will be winds. 
there'll be winds of doctrines trying to distract you trying to take you away from what you're supposed to there'll be winds there'll be winds that will make you feel like what you are doing is not so important it's like oh god is doing a new thing there are a lot of people say there's a lot of new things there are a lot of new things they are not you see they are not they are not bad things they are not bad things there are ministries I can, I can, I can, there are ministries that are like um, um, how can I describe it they are like Jesus they are like Jesus at the pool of Bethesda you know the pool of Bethesda where, where the master have been sitting here for 38 years yes. there are ministries like that it's, it's Jesus ministry it's a type of Jesus ministry but, what is, but ask yourself how many times did Jesus go to a pool of Bethesda and what was Jesus' mainstay and main ministry? What did Jesus do? What was what? Who was Jesus? Who was Jesus? And what did Jesus do? What was the main thing? So it's not like what I'm saying. It's not like if I see somebody who has developed a pool of Bethesda type of ministry, I I won't judge or condemn. You understand? But if you analyze Jesus, the only question I'll ask myself that. How many times was Jesus at the pool of Bethesda? How many times was he at, at that place? So in other words, in other words, what will be the future of this type of ministry? Yes. Yes. Because Jesus was teaching, preaching, and healing. Teaching, preaching, and healing. Teaching. Preaching and healing. And Jesus said, Go to the ends of the world. Go to the ends of the world. That was Jesus. Teaching, preaching, and healing. Yes. So you see that you see that when you see a type of ministry, perhaps it's supposed to be a subset of another type of ministry. Yes. Yes. And then that's where you discover perhaps sometimes most people who are even in that type of ministry are baby Christians or if Christians at all. Hey. If Christians at all. Hey. Yes. Because there's no teaching. You go, you experience power, then you walk away. Oh yes. Yes. So you'll be surprised that you'll be surprised that the only person who knows God in that place is the person who is ministering. That's what I said. I won't, I won't it's not okay, I'm judging and condemning. No, but I'm trying to explain to you that this could be your state. Instead of you, you never develop, you never grow. Because you just experience the power, and then that is it, it's finished. Then the ten lepers that were, were healed, how many came back? How many came back to church? How many kids? So, and so it is likely that if you have, if you have the, if like the ten lepers ministry, ninety percent of the people there will be baby Christians, if Christians at all. Ninety percent will be baby Christians. Yes, but it's a ministry. But there are things to reach out to, reach out to, reach out, go deeper, do more. Yes, but you see, well, as you move on, you can be distracted by a pool of Bethesda ministry. Yes, pool of Bethesda ministry. Yes, yes, you can be distracted by it before you realize you've, be, you've become insignificant and nothing. So, anyway, sit down, let me finish reading verse 14. Yes, 
I don't even know how I got into that, but <laughs> yes. But he's saying that I press, and I'm trying to explain to you why pressing becomes essential and important because there will be winds. Winds. Rather, you should show us that passage in Ephesians. Yes, that we shouldn't be children. Toss to and fro that we henceforth be no more children. You understand? Again, again, again. If you read this, you think that it's this this is talking about new believers that be stable in the church. Yes, it's also true. But what about me when I read it? When I what about me when I read it? Because how should I apply it to myself? Or oh, oh, I should stop reading Ephesians. Because now, because now I'm a bishop. So that is that is when when I read this verse and I think deeply about it, I have to tell myself that be careful you don't become an immature bishop. Or a bishop who is behaving like a child, even though even though you people call you bishop, man of God, pastor this but your behavior is like a child you're behaving like a child and how how will i be behaving like a child when i am tossed to and fro do you understand to and fro here and there have you sat sat on a swing before stoop and fro here and there here and there here today you are here tomorrow you are there never said that is to and fro here and there back and forth back and forth in a simple harmonic motion do you, do you remember your physics yes like that like that yes so i have to tell myself so i have to ask myself hey mr bishop mr bishop how does this verse apply to you how does this verse apply to you that i shouldn't be a child because I can easily say that, oh, but I'm not a child anymore. I'm, I'm grown up in the things of God. How can I ever say that? That efficiency doesn't apply to me again because I've been consecrated or ordained or appointed. No, it applies. So, say, to and fro and carried about. Carried about with every wind. Of doctrine it means that doctrines are like winds teachings they are like winds they come and they go winds revelations emphasis something that's been emphasized look the gospel christianity the ministry it's not like shoes it's all like shoes and clothes that is like, this, this is what is trending the holy the holy spirit the holy spirit is not it's not a fashion icon i mean excuse me excuse me have some more respect for god have some more respect for god have some more respect for god the holy spirit is not a fashion icon that is like it's like now this is what it is and then it's gone that's when, when you listen to someone like papa hagen do you know papa hagen like you hear him, he used to say that all these people that have come, this type of ministry, this type of person who has come to the city, he said, I'll be here, I'll be here when they are gone. 
yes ask, ask Dave come and say I'll be here when they are gone so you see if you attend any of his seminars you see him he will come he will mind, he will mind the pulpit people have traveled from all over the world to come and listen to him he stands there he said I'm teaching you about the ABCs of faith ABCs of faith oh I'm talking you say in the mornings I'm talking about ABCs of faith and in the evenings he's talking about prayer yes and that is it no apology no apology judging by his fruits yes judging by his fruit and the level and depth of anointing and greatness of anointing no move no move by a wind of doctrine a wind you see a spiritual person is not therefore and a much mature person is not therefore intimidated by winds and by doctrines yes because he sees people who go after it as children as children yes as children it's a child i mean it's it's, it's children you 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 wear in it's like this what is in fashion so you change your fashion this is a, this is a haircut so you change your haircut this is a hairstyle so you change the hairstyle yes is that now it's, it's ripped jeans even if even if it's going all the way to show your underwear you don't mind you wait yes 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 that is someone who is not you are not even taking into consideration even into consideration your spiritual status and 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 how and what the bible says are let not let not your good be evil spoken of and if this bread is going to all these are verses if this bread if this food or bread is going to make your brother stumble they don't eat it yes but you see people to wear anything because that's what is in fashion that's a child that's a child that's somebody without much latitude do you understand latitude broadness so you don't you don't appreciate you just look you have a tunnel view tunnel view myopic myopic understanding myopic perception of things it's, it's, everything is very is very narrow mm, everything is very narrow so you do things just it's like what will satisfy me today I'll do it I'm going for it that's that's a child we follow fashion hairstyles whether it looks it looks good on you or not. So in your in your pursuit of God, you have to overcome childish things and childish ways. And what children would do. That is that is how callings and ministries are destroyed and have been made insignificant. Callings and ministries, they become insignificant because somebody behaved like a child. Like a child. That is the person is tossed to and fro by every 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 teaching is like this. Is what is happening now? So we are going. Hey, this is it. The Holy Spirit is not a fashion icon. Yes. Don't reduce him to that. Don't reduce him to that. Be stable. Be stable in your mind. Be stable in your heart. Be stable. Be very, very stable. Because you, you, you rather decide to even laugh at people who are stable and think that oh, they are not serious. They don't say they don't have a vision. They don't have an aim. They don't have a calling. They are following bl- blindly. 
Ah, but judge them by the fruits. The fruits will tell. You are the windy, you are rather the windy person. You are airy. The man of no substance. Yes. Have nothing to show for your for, for joining the rat race. You join the rat race and you have nothing to show for it. You sit down so I can see those who are, stand, uh, are sitting, okay? When you sit, I can see those who are sitting. Is that you stand? Remember the, your brother. Be your brother's keeper. Okay. Yes. Back to Philippians 3. I'm just trying to explain to us and to help us the importance of going deeper, to go deeper, to go deeper and do more things. So he said, I press. I was trying to explain the word press to you that you meet opposing. It's not, it's not going to be easy. That's like I'm walking through. He said, I press. It's like there's an effort. There's an effort to become what God wants you to become, to do what God wants you to there, there'll be There'll be opposition. There'll be temptations. There'll be there'll be things that will be trying to move you away and to stop you on your tracks. But you have to press. And I'm just showing one of the things. One of the things is the childish behavior. May you overcome every childish behavior. Yes, at every level. At every level. Every level. Yes. That's, that's what I said to and Bishop. I have to ask myself: How can a bishop behave like a child? A pastor. A pastor. Yes. How can a pastor be childish? Yes, he can be childish. And I'll give you one of the ways the pastor can be childish. Yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Like a pastor. Like a, a reverend. Reverend. Yes. Reverend. Yes. Reverend. Yes. Reverend. Reverend. Like a whole ministry. How can how can a whole ministry be hit on this? Yes. 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 A whole church, a whole fellowship, a whole group, maybe even a denomination. They can't be childish. How can they be childish? Yes. Two and fro. Here and there. Back and forth. That's it. That's it. Yes. Yes. So you have to be very careful. Just be very careful. Those of you are easily moved and easily impressed by things, things that are outside. Easily impressed, yes, because new things, new things are very attractive, and it's it's, attra- it's attractive, it's attractive because you don't know, you don't know anything about it, yes. So you call it new, but the, do you know what the Bible calls it? The Bible calls it the stranger and strange, and the Bible warns about this. What, what is, who is a stranger? A stranger is somebody you don't know anything about. Yes, yes. I usually tell brothers because brothers like to choose new girls. Okay, sit down, sit down, sit down. I don't know why you're excited about this one. Sit down. Sit, 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 sit. 
see you see that they're not so experienced they're not so experienced and wise brothers prefer the new girl to the one that you know what makes her depressed you know what makes her happy you know what makes her grumpy you know sit down sit down you know, you know, you know everything about her, but because you know everything about her, you feel like you don't like the, the new one that you don't know anything about. Yes, yes, yes. So you see, new new girls usually appear as though they have a higher value. But the Bible actually describes them as the strange. It's a stranger. A stranger is a person you don't know anything about. You don't know anything. You don't know anything about. And when you don't know anything, the thing looks nicer. Because you don't know the bad things. Uh-huh. Yes. You don't know the bad things. That's why it looks nicer and better. It's not because it's better, but because you don't know. Yes. Like there's a saying, there's a saying that ignorance is bliss. Yes, ignorance. Well, you don't know something. It's very heavenly. Very heavenly. Like, like I don't know all of you, so I can feel free and preach, give examples. I mean, because I don't know, I don't know anything about you. Yes. Any example that comes to my head, I just give it because I don't know. I don't know anything. Yes. Okay, let's sit down and finish reading this verse. It's taking a long time to read this verse. He said, "I pressed toward the mark." For the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So what he's going for is that there's a mark. There's a mark that that gives a prize. You understand? It's like you're writing you're writing the exams. They say anybody who gets 75% and above will get this prize or will get this award. So you, when you are working, you are working towards seventy-five percent, so that you can get the prize that is associated, associated with those, with those who are studying that course and are writing the exam for it. So he said, "I'm pressing toward a mark, a, like an invisible line. When I cross that line." There's a price that I'm getting because of the high calling of God. Yes. There's a high calling. There's a high calling. There's high, high calling. High calling presupposes that means there are lower callings. Yes. There are callings that are not so high. Yes. Calling of your family. Say so you come from this family. You come from a rich home. Um, you study this course. You have this profession. They are all, they are all levels of achievements or things that you can do. You know, I come from this home. I live here. Uh, this is who my father is. This is who my mother is. I studied this. I have this nationality. I have that. I live here. I built up. I mean, Amen. <laughs> 
But, but when, when it gets to the call of God, when it gets to the call of God, the Bible says it's a high calling. It's a high calling. It's a, it's a high thing. It's a high thing to be called of God. I mean, to be called of God, it's a high thing. It's not, it's not a normal thing. It's not a normal thing. It's not, it's, not, it's not an ordinary thing. It's a high thing to be called of God. It's high. I mean, to, be, to have a calling, to have a call, and to know that you have a call, that God has called you. It is a high thing. Look, if there's, if there's anything, if there's anything I would like you to respect and to be mindful of, it's the call of God. Yes. I would like you, I would like you to leave, to leave this camp asking yourself, am I called or not? Oh, yes. If there's anything I want you to value and have respect for in your life, it's the call. Because it is a high thing. It's a high thing. It's higher than your profession. It's higher than it. Oh, yes. You cannot, you cannot compare it to having a beloved. Yes. No. No. You know, you know, ladies really value beloved. Oh, yeah. It's a promotion to them. Yes. I've been a pastor. I've been a pastor for a while. How, how, how do I know? I know because I have seen a number of ladies backslide, switch off after they got a beloved. Or even, or even a wedding. Oh, yes. Or married, yes. That's it's over for them. It's over for them. Yes. Because, because for them, for them, salvation, knowing God, their aim, what they want to attain to, they are different from Paul, what they want to attain to is the status of a wife. Yes. I feel, if you ask me now, if you ask me now, I feel some of them may not even be aware till it happens to them. They may not even be aware that their zeal and their energy and their things for God is because of that. I just want a husband. Because that, that curse is a great, it's a, it's a very, very serious one. That the desire, your desire shall be for a man. Oh no, it's a, it's a, it's a strong one. Sit down. So, if you, if you want to assess, if you want to assess how serious a lady is in the ministry, wait for her to marry. Wait for her to marry. If you experience, if, if you experience, you will never applaud a single girl for. Wait for her to marry and see what she will become. After marriage, see if she'll still come for choir rehearsal. See, see if she'll still gather souls. After marriage. Oh, yes. See, see if she'll still be there as, as uh, uh, Pastor, please. Bishop, please. Pastor, please. Can we do this? Pastor, please. After marriage. After marriage. After marriage, come and do it. Then we know that, yes. 
it's in you then we know that you are called yes you, you sit down so you don't know, remember yes after marriage if you are still there then we'll, we'll start looking at you properly yes or after a certain age and you are single because the desire seems to it doesn't die but you see after a certain point it looks as if it plateaus if it happens fine I mean that's happening we love the Lord it plateaus uh-huh. so sometimes after marriage and since everybody doesn't get married by 24 you, you have to you have to give it another time maybe you have to give it another age you have to look at the age you say oh the person is gone past this age not married but the person is still alive not disappointed in God then we know that ah she's a treasure she's a treasure yes she's a treasure otherwise let, let's, let her receive the first text from that brother says hi baby <laughs> you see you see you see that she's changing you see she's changing you see that the girl is changing and you'll be wondering what's happening what's happening she doesn't seem to be zealous and hot anymore she's changing her dressing is changing the way she walks is changing because she's found a new master to please she's got a new master to please yes she's no she's no longer pleasing the lord no the, the scripture says that there's a difference between a wife and a virgin that's what the bible says there's a difference between a, a wife and a virgin yes one of them lives to the virgin lives to please the lord and the wife has a master there is a difference also between a wife and a virgin those of you think that I'm making up verses this is it yes the unmarried woman careth for the things of the Lord that she may be holy both in body and spirit but she that is married careth for the things of the world how she may please her husband mm. That's, that's, that's the Bible. I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading the Bible. Yes. Yes. That there is a difference. There is a difference. There is a difference. There is a difference. They are not the same. They are not the same in value, same in desire, same in spirituality. There is a difference. In other words, in other words, if you trade one for the other, you get change. Yes. 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 Another word, another word for difference is, is subtract. You can't you can't subtract you can't subtract this from that if they are the same value. You get zero. If you take two out of two, it will be zero. If you take three out of two, the difference will be one. 
So they are not of the same value. You can take one out of this and there will be change. So one is more valuable than the other. Do you understand? Yes. One is more valuable. One has a higher value than the other one. Because yeah, there, that's what I said. Yes, that's what, there's subtraction. Difference is subtraction. What's the difference between five and six? One. Yes. What's the difference between six and six? It's the same. There's no difference. Yes. There's no difference. So, maths and English are, are related. Yes, they are related. If you, under, if you are good at English, you'll be good at maths. Because it's English. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, there, so, when it says there's a difference, it means, that, it means that one is of a higher value than the other one. So, when, when, when you take a virgin and a wife, it's not the same when I read the Bible, it tells me that I can subtract the value of a wife from the value of a virgin and I'll get change. Yes, I'll get change. I'll get change. Yes, I'll get change. Yes, I'll get change. Then we sit down again. Yes. So, I'm explaining to you that if you will be privileged to be called by God, it's a high thing. A high thing is happening to you. A high thing is happening to you. A real high thing is happening to you. You've been, you've been enrolled into a very high league of people. If you are called, if you are called, not if, not if, not if, not if you're an engineer, you're a doctor, you're a software engineer, you are this. No, those, those are nice. I mean, they are nice things. I'm not saying don't, don't have them. They are nice things, but I'm showing you something that is higher. Higher, greater, and better. It's a high thing. It's a high thing. Some things are not high. You know it. Some things are not high. This one is high. This one is high. Some things are not high. The type of haircut you have is not a high thing. Yes. Yeah. Your shoes. It's not really, it's not, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal because the shoes will get spoiled. They'll get spoiled. Yes. Your car. As soon as you drive your car out of the showroom, the value starts dropping. It's not a high thing. Not, these, are, these are not things you should, you know. No, they are, they are not high things. The high thing is the call of God. If you want to discover, if you want to discover how, how nice you are, that is, that's how, how much you are not nice. Marry. If you are not careful, if you are not careful, when you marry, you can develop a complex. Yes. After feeling cute, nice, because suddenly you, you, you will meet somebody who also has a taste. They say, ah, but why do you do this? I don't like this, your hair. I don't like this, your trousers. I don't like this, your this. I don't like this. And you are wondering, you are wondering all your life, you've been okay with this. I mean, like, this is how you've been. This is how you sleep. You sleep and this is the time you wake up. Nobody has complained. 
you've been snoring all your life suddenly somebody says that uh, you snore you have to find a way and solve your snoring yes you didn't even know how to cook you didn't even know that you don't know how to cook suddenly somebody said your food is not nice yes yes how you, you discover you are not as nice as you've imagined it's not as nice as you've imagined because now you are living with someone under the same roof the person sees all the things that nobody has seen that your breath smells in the morning mm. so marriage is a great thing it's a beautiful thing it's a nice thing you should marry if you ever get the privilege and opportunity to marry you should marry why not there's no marriage in heaven so enjoy it here yes you should but but what i'm saying to you is that the call of god is a yes the call of god is what no you have to go to throw your it's a high yes it's high yes the call of god is high it's not a low thing or an ordinary thing it's 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 a thing. i mean it's a it's a great thing it's a great thing to be called by god it's a great thing why is it a great thing because the person calling you is a great god he's a great god he's a great god he is a great god yes it's the if the if the if the if the king of england invites you for tea you want you want the whole world to know you want the whole world to know so depending on who is inviting you and who is calling you and who is choosing you it defines the level that you have so that is why the call of god it is a high it is a great thing it is a great thing to be called by god it is a great thing to be called by god you must you must you must pray about it you must desire it you must want it so when you discover that you have been when you are, you, you discover you have been called by god it's not a light thing it's not a light thing when the day you discover the day you find out that god has called you god has called you that you are called Huh. You should know. You should know that something beautiful has happened to you. Something beautiful has happened to you. You must fight everything that needs to be fought. Do everything that you need to do to fulfill the high calling of God. It is a high thing. It is a high thing to be called by God it is a high thing a high thing high it's, it's, it's high to be called by God that God has called you it's a, it's a wonderful thing it's a wonderful thing to be called by God so let's, let's start yes is there another verse I've missed what's the next verse Mm. 
God has therefore as many as be perfect, be thus minded, and if in anything be otherwise minded, God shall even be alone to you. Okay, so thank you very much. Yes. I think we've read we've read a few verses and we are happy with a few verses. So now how God takes you deeper. How God takes you. If God is going to how is God going to take you deeper? How is God going to take you deeper? What is God going to do for you to know he's taking you deeper? Mm. How God takes you deeper. Because if you if you don't if you don't see if you don't see um the marks on the road you will not know you will not know that you are, you are headed in the right direction god can be doing some things in your life and you wouldn't know that it is god you may think it's a disturbance or it's a distraction yes god god can send some people into your life and you think it's a disturbance That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying to you. That you see, your pastor has eyes that maybe, maybe to you, that's all you know. So you may think that it's normal, but everybody hasn't got those eyes to see this and say that I like this. I like. I like. I I, I like this. It's a major blessing. I mean, to be chosen in this life, it's a it's a great blessing. You know, I see. I see different ladies. So I see ladies who complain about somebody who has chosen them. And do you know the question I asked them? This is the question I asked them is that, okay, you have all these problems about this person who has chosen you. <laughs> I asked them a question. I asked them that, is there a cube from, let's say, from the front of the church? To the back of the hall that when you push this one away then you say next come for an interview yes yes all of them anybody I've asked that question has single one that's the only person that has liked them and that likes them that's the only one and I asked them that so Okay, if you get rid of them, who next? Who is coming? Can you see? Can you show me who is coming? And you see, all I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not trying to tell them that they should be desperate and take anything that comes, but I'm trying to let them see the blessing of being chosen. The blessing. The blessing that somebody will say, I like you. That in the eyes, in the eyes of that person, you are great, you are beautiful. You are cute. You are pretty. In the eyes of that person. In the eyes of that person. You are pretty. Because everybody everybody doesn't see you that way. Other people when they see you, they say, oh, look at her head. Look at her this. Look at that. This one when this one when he sees you. Even though, even if he says that you are the most beautiful girl, I mean, let's be serious. You know, yes, 
let's be serious I mean let's be serious So, when you see, I pray that your eyes will see the call of God. Yes. May you see the call of God. May you see the high calling. May you see, may you see it and notice that this one is a, is a high thing that is happening to me. It's a high thing that is happening to me. It's a high thing that is happening to me. What is happening to me is a high thing. It's a high thing. It's not a normal. It's not a norm. It's not a norm. It's not something that happens to everybody. It's not something that is happening to everyone. Even sometimes, even your own siblings, or sometimes your best friend or your closest of friends, you will see that it is not happening to them the way it is happening to you. Yes, that is when you have to know that something high, something high is happening to you. Psalm sixty-five. Yes, Psalm sixty-five. It's a high thing. Yes. How God takes you deeper. It's a high thing. It's amazing. Yes, it's amazing. Psalm 65. Psalm 65. Praise waiteth for thee, O God, in Zion, and, on, and unto thee shall the vow be performed. Verse 2. Keep going. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Verse 3 says that iniquities prevail against me. As, as for our transgressions, thou shalt purge them away. Verse 4. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house even of thy holy temple. Blessed. 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 Blessed is the person that God chooses. Yes. If God should choose you, I want you to know that something great has happened to you. Something great has happened to you. If God should choose you, Something great. You will not. You listen to me carefully. You will not get anything better in this life and in the life to come than for God to choose you. You will not get anything better. So, in case God chooses you, and then you are you are comparing you are comparing the call of God with what you like to do with your life, your vision, your business, your career. You know, it's like, what can I do? You know, it's like, uh, it's like there are other things that I have to do. In case that is how your mind works, then you are lost. Because you will not get any invitation higher or better than this invitation from God. The blessed is the man. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest. Whom thou choosest. That God has chosen you. You are not you are not you are not going to get any better. In case in case some of you have been chosen, you know God is calling you and you are comparing the call of God to a career, to a profession, to a relationship, to a country you want to live in, to a place you want to go to. 
you are making comparisons. I want you to know and hear me clearly that you are not going to get a better invitation, a greater honor than the honor of being called by God. There's nothing. This is the best. You've got the best. If God has called you, then you've got the best. Then you've got the best. The best thing has happened to you. As I'm standing in front of you today, the best thing has happened to me. Yes. That God will choose me. The best thing has happened to me. I don't think, I don't think in my lifetime, I don't think in my lifetime, till I hit the grave, I will get any greater honor in my life than I have that has been accorded me. I don't think I'll get anything better. I'm not expecting anything again. The best, the best man has chosen me. The best job has been given to me. The best opportunities have been given to me. I have the best work. I don't think anything, I don't think there's anything better that can be offered to me. Yes. It's a high calling. It's a high calling. Oh, yes. It's a high calling. It's a high calling. You have to start telling yourself that you are blessed. Not because you bought a new car. Not because you've just you've just you've just chartered as an accountant. Not because you've become a joined the fellowship of engineers. Thank God for all those wonderful things. But because you have been chosen by God, you have been chosen by God. You have been chosen by God. Now, let me let me show you something. I'll show you how God takes you deeper. And I'm trying to open the door of the call of God for you to see that. Look, when you see yourself in the work of the ministry, you should know that God, God is doing something in you. Now, here's the amazing thing that will tell you that you've been chosen. It's when you have, when you see yourself with that desire and interest in the things of God then you should know that God is at work in you that desire and interest in songs of Solomon chapter 1 songs of Solomon chapter 1 try verse 4 what does verse 4 say It says that draw me, draw me, we will run after thee. Draw me, draw me, and I will run. Draw me, and I will run. When you start dealing with God and understanding God, your interest in God, your love for God your desire to go deeper and do more is initiated by God not by you you are not the one choosing God it's God choosing you yes you are not you are not at all you are not the one choosing him so that little flicker of interest in God desire for God I want, to, I want to be in the house of God I want to work for God I want to be serious for God 
that little, that little interest, you know, that little, sometimes the interest is little. It's little because, it's little because there are bigger things to come. Like I, like I was saying to you, imagine, imagine that this hall, this hall is going to be a branch. When you have, when you're going to have a joint service, they say we use here for choir rehearsal. Yes. So you see that, you see that that what you have now may be a little thing that God is using to draw you into the deeper waters. Into the deeper waters. You can't, you can't skip this stage. You can't skip this phase. So it will be, it will be little, but in your eyes it will be big. Depending on how you see it. So you see, I'm trying to teach you to have great respect for that little interest that I have in God. If you have it in God, that little, that little interest you have in God, for you it must be a big thing. Because God is drawing you. God is choosing you. Maybe you don't know what is happening to you, but God is choosing you. God is, God is, 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 is staring up something great in your life and in your heart. God is staring something great up. God is staring something great up. He said, draw me. We will run after thee. It's, it's almost like, you just draw me. You just draw me. Because you need, you need the drawing before you start running. You need the drawing before you start running. He said, draw me, I will run. Draw me, I will run. I will run after thee. I will run after thee. Draw me. Just, just, just try. It's like just try and tease me out. So for many of you, you see, God is teasing you into the ministry. He's teasing you into a great calling. Into a great ministry. Into, into a great anointing. He's teasing you into it. And maybe you are saying, as he's calling you, are saying, no, I want to be an accountant. I want to do this. Instead of having great respect, great respect for the drawing. Because he's drawing you. He's drawing you. If God is going to take you deeper, he will give you a hunger and a thirst. A hunger and a thirst. A hunger and a thirst for what? A hunger and a thirst for more. For more. There'll be a hunger and there'll be a thirst for more for more but going deeper and doing more you're not interested in doing more you're not, you're, you're, not, you're not interested in growing a church you're not interested in becoming anointed what you have is all you want to be no hunger, no thirst, no desire to do more you don't want your ministry to grow I mean, it's like what you have is what you want to be for the rest of your life. That's all. That's all you can be, and that's all you ever be. With your twelve people, or your fifteen and a half people, you don't want more. You don't want to be a pastor. You don't want to be an anointed pastor. You don't want you don't want to be you don't want to be that branch pastor that this is your hall. 
that you have filled it that you are having multiple services here hunger you don't you don't want more gifts you don't want gifts in the ministry you don't want to have gifts blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled for they shall be filled yes yes so the thing that disturbs me most is the thing that we call here on earth like a victory or or an achievement it's like, it's like you have achieved. It's like you've done well. You know that's why. You see that's why I thank God. I thank God for prophet. Anything, anything you do, you see, he just points. He just points to another field. Another field. We have this conference that we do, catch the anointing conference, CTA. You know, this year, as soon as we finished, as soon as we finished it, that day we finished on Friday night. Saturday morning, he called me. He said. How was it? I said it was okay. Um, I think it worked. We flew. He just said. He just said his, his next statement. His just next next statement was go to this country and go and have a go to this country. That was his next statement. That was his next statement. No discussion. No discussion. No celebration. Celebrating what? When we get to heaven, we'll celebrate. When we get to heaven, we'll celebrate. We will celebrate when we get to heaven. Until then, until then, I press on. I press on to that mark for the prize. You see, there's a prize associated with the call. There's a prize. And there's a mark. When you get to the mark, you will get the prize for the calling. Yes. Until then. Until then. Yes. Until then. Yes. Oh yeah. He just, he just pointed to the country. He said, "What about this country?" He said, "Have you been there before?" I said, "No, I haven't been there." He said, "Yes." Oh yes. He said, "Go ahead, go and try there. Go, go and go and try there." This thing that you've done. He said, "It's like instead of sitting here and celebrating in London, you know, gather these people, thousand whatever, two thousand whatever, these people just said." To that country. Yes. People without appetite and without desire. People without desires. They have become eunuchs in the palace. Eunuchs. No desire. Yes. No desire. They don't have desire. Yes. They don't have desire. Yes. Yes. They don't have desire. They don't have any interest. They don't want to do anything more. They have no. They've arrived. Be very careful when you feel when you when you feel like you want to hear well done. Be very careful. Be very careful when your eyes, your eyes begin to look like I've done well. I've done a lot. I mean I'm I'm great. When you start when you start feeling great, not when somebody says you are great, when you start feeling great. And you start thinking of yourself as great. And you start thinking of yourself as important. 
That is when, that's when you start despising this. You, you will despise greatness. You will despise people that God has even sent to your life to even follow and to learn from. That's when you start despising it because you feel, you feel, you know, I, I go fit do. Yes, I can also do. I've done. I mean, it's like, you know. I mean, there's not, there's not much, there's not much to learn. There's not much to see. If God is going to take you deeper, He's going to give you a desire. Another name for a desire is a hunger. Another name for hunger is thirst. Another name for the thirst is that He will draw you. Is that He's drawing you? He's drawing you. He's drawing you. In other words, in other words, you find God attractive. The thing that is drawing you is the thing that you find attractive. Yes. It's the thing you want to do. That hairstyle that you saw, that's why you're going to do that hairstyle. Because you find that hairstyle attractive. When the hairstyle saw you, the hairstyle says, Come, 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 come. come. Yes. yes. You've been going. That's drawing. That's drawing. That's why the writer of Songs of Solomon, he said, he said that. Draw me, draw me, I'll come. Draw me, I'll run. Draw me, I will run. Draw me, and I will run after you. Draw me, and I'll run after you. Draw me, I'll run. If you draw me, I'll run. If you draw me, I will run. It's like, look, the mistake you will make is not to draw me. If you draw me, I'll run. To develop eyes and the heart to see. That God is drawing you. That God is drawing you. That God is bringing you closer. That your experience coming to church, coming to church meetings, being in church meetings, doing church things, it's a sign that God is drawing you. For you, it feels like maybe you're okay. I'm, it's, it's nice. Church is nice. But everybody doesn't find church nice. You find church nice. It's a great thing you have found. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. You will not get anything better. I'm telling you, there's no better person to invite you, to choose you, or to draw you than the person who is drawing you now. If you leave, if you leave this attraction, the thing you are going to follow is lower than this. It's lower than this. But any, any way you like to measure and assess it, if you leave this desire that you have, anything else you choose is lower than what you are doing now. Yes. Yes. If I leave what I'm doing now, God, for, God forbid. It's like, it's like I'm standing here and I say, I want to go, I want to go higher. I want to go higher. Then I start coming down. And I say, as I'm coming down, I say, I'm going higher. Yes. But that's, that's, that's what people do in the ministry. They start climbing down, and as they are coming down, they define they are coming down as going higher. As they are coming down. And they, they are creating their own diversities into businesses, into all sorts of things. They call it, it's like, it's like, it's like we, are, we are broadening, you know, we are. But they were standing, there are people who were standing here. 
as ministers of the gospel pure gospel church planters people should be planting churches growing churches saving souls they consider they consider they consider selling selling um, selling what ground what ground nuts uh-huh. okay they consider selling ground nuts higher than preaching from the pulpit so as they are climbing down they are proudly saying yes we are advancing in the ministry but they are coming down they are gently coming down and they are saying we are advancing we are doing well we are doing great look they are climbing they are systematically taking steps down in the things of the ministry but they feel they are going higher because you know satan has blinded their eyes satan has blinded their eyes yes so again when you read that verse you're a pastor you're a reverend you're a bishop he said satan has blinded you said how can satan blind my eyes that's the question you have to how can satan blind my eyes or oh, because you are called bishop satan doesn't blind your eyes anymore <laughs> yes. that you are standing you are standing up here and you take a decision that i'm going into other things then you start climbing down one when they take the first step down then they justify it and write write a book on it then they take another step down then they justify it and create a series they preach a series on this step meanwhile they are climbing down they are going down and down and down then they take a further step down and that one too they justify and explain how they have things to do that are higher than the high calling the call is high the calling is high it's a high calling anything else that you choose and you do be it known to you and I put it to you that you are taking steps down you are not going higher. You are coming down. Coming down. Sit down. Let's go to the next point. Yes. Hmm. have to take the child out when they are crying okay and then you come back when they stop crying okay Mm. yes how God takes you deeper yes it's a drawing yes You, you, you should know that you are going deeper as an ordinary, ordinary person, ordinary person, ordinary, ordinary boy, ordinary girl walking around, suddenly, suddenly, you want to work for God, you want to serve God, you want to do something for God, you want to go on evangelism, you can go on evangelism, 
you start thinking, I would like to be a pastor. I'd like to be a pastor. I'd like to be a shepherd. I'd like to be a preacher. Yes. I want you to know it is God. Yes. It is the Lord. It is the Lord. I mean, it is God. That, that feeling that you have, it is the Lord. It is the Lord. When you're, when you're, never apologize. When your profession, qualification, whatever is becoming meaningless to you, never apologize for it. Never apologize for it. Never feel bad. Never feel bad. Never feel bad. Why am I saying never feel bad? Because Paul said, give it, give it to us very quickly. He said, he said that those things I count as dung. Yes. When God, when God starts drawing you, when that God drawing you, earthly things of value become as toilet to you. Dung is toilet. Dung is, is cow dung. It's cow toilet. Perhaps, perhaps, not not this verse. Perhaps you may, you may, you may, you may rather, you may rather worry. When you don't have anything to give up on, mm-hmm. that's more worrying. Yes. You th- you think you like good things? God also likes good things. Yes, those things I count as dang. You can't find it. I can find it and tell you. Three eight three eight. What's the problem? Oh, the thing has disconnected from the projector. I read it. Philippians chapter 3. You also have a Bible, isn't it? That's why you must have a Bible. Verse 7 says that. But what but what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Those things that were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Never apologize when you find yourself having to let some things go so that you can serve God. It is God at work because a normal person, excuse me to use the word normal, but a normal person, a normal person would embrace Hold on to hold, hold, the whole dear to the things that are gained to them because it's gained, they have achieved something, they've achieved something in life. A normal person, a normal person, not an abnormal person, a normal person will be very happy with what they have achieved and gained in this life. A normal person, yes, will like it. But the person that God has touched and God is drawing is the one who will say those things that were gained to me, the things I have achieved, the things I've achieved, my degrees, my qualifications, my what whatever that I have gained, now I count loss. Christ. Even verse 8. 
verse 8 is a beautiful verse it says that yea doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ yes I do count them as dung so that I may win Christ that they become valueless it's strange isn't it it's strange when God when God starts touching your life you know, God starts touching your life just a little touch a little scratch here then you will see important things significant things things that the world worships and adores suddenly to you it's like toilet it's nothing it's nothing all you want all you want is to serve God all you want is to work for God all you want is to do the things of God all you want all you want now it's like you even have to be controlled because like all you want is God all you want is God all you want is God it it means that God has touched you God has touched you no he said it Jesus said it he said you have not chosen me you didn't choose me you didn't choose me you chose a course you chose a course you chose accounting you chose medicine don't lie don't pretend don't pretend you chose medicine yes you chose that's what you chose you chose engineering don't don't lie don't lie don't lie don't lie don't lie you chose engineering you didn't choose him you didn't choose him you didn't choose him he says you have not chosen me you have not chosen me you didn't choose him you chose a boy oh yes oh yes Oh yes, yes, yes. Don't pretend. Don't pretend. Don't pretend. Don't 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 pretend like all your all your life you've been planning to serve God and it's it's only God. It's only God. If only God. If that was the case, as you are sitting here, you'd be a virgin, but you are not. Yes. Yes. At this age. At this age, you should be a virgin, but you are not. Yes. You're not. Because you didn't choose God. You didn't choose God. What you have now, and who you are now, and how you have become now, is because He chose you. He chose you. He chose you. He chose you. You chose Jack. You chose Jimmy. You chose Johnny. These are the people. These are the things you chose. You chose engineering. Yes. Yes. He said, you have not chosen me. 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 You did not choose me. You didn't choose me. When you had to choose, you didn't choose it. Is it true or correct? No, tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. 
That's why he's saying that you have not chosen me. You have not chosen me. You have not chosen me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I chose you. It's not wonderful that he has chosen you and now you want to have a discussion. You want to drag your feet. You want to say later. You want to say later. You still want to say, I want to finish off with the things that I chose. When an important person like God has come, you're still telling him that I need to sort out some things. I need to finish some things. How will you see his glory? How will you see his power? How will you see his grace? The longer you delay your response to his call and to his drawing you, the longer you delay his glory, his grace, his power, his wonders, his wonders in your life are delayed. Yes, his wonders are delayed. The longer you delay, I have things you, you have not chosen. You didn't choose him. Now he has come. And he said that I have chosen you. I have chosen you. That's why he said the man in Psalms of Solomon. He just said that draw me, I will run. I pray that becomes your story. I pray that becomes your story. That you will start running after God. That you will run after Him. That you will run after Him. That you will run. That from today, from today in this church, there shall be people who are running after God. Running. Running to fulfill the ministry. Running to fulfill their calling. They don't have time. There is no time for discussions. There is no time for to seek clarity and to do this. But we are running. It's like God. You make the slightest signal. It's like, hey. It's like God. It's like you've made, you've made a mistake to give me the slightest hint that you are interested in me because I know I did not choose you I did not choose you when I had to choose when you had to choose you didn't choose God he chose you he chose you yes you have to be like the sons of Solomon draw me your response I will run I will run you are drawing me I will run I will run after you. You draw me, I will run after you. You draw me, I will run after you. You draw me, God. <laughs> I will drop, I will drop everything and come after you. You know, one lady, one lady said to her, said to her pastor, this guy seems to be interested in me. Her, her, her expression she uses that we are talking. So her pastor said, her pastor said, can I see your phone? I want to see your discussions, how long you've been talking and what you are talking about. When the, when the phone came, when the phone came, the pastor said, to the shock and surprise, there were three messages. I don't want you to miss the point. Three messages. All three were responses to what she has said to him and he has responded. All three 
were either like one word or one liners. Like, how are you? Fine. Hope you got home safely. Yes. But because she gets a response, she she is saying that we are talking. We are talking. (laughs) Is it my point? My point to you, in case you've forgotten the point, my point to you is that that is the reaction you must have towards God. That if you draw me, I will run. If you make the mistake of answering my prayer or doing anything for me or making me interested in you, God, I am going to run. I am going to run. I will run after you, God. I will run after you. Like that girl. Just one she gets she just gets one response. Hi, hi. Are you home? Yes. And she says, We are talking. It's like it's like you respond to my messages. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. So she's coming to ask her pastor for permission that she's going after this guy. Yes. Yes. I want you to have that attitude towards God. That God, you are interested in camps. You are interested in the ministry. You are interested in having your quiet time. Tell God that God, now I'm coming. I'm coming big time. I'm coming to run after you. I'm going to run after you. I'll run. I won't walk. I'll run after you. Run it. Psalm 63. Sit down and open Psalm 63. Mercy. He says that, Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. Not later. Not later. Early in my life. Early in your life, will you seek for God? Will you look for God? Will you search for God? Not later. Not when you are old. Not when you you are frustrated and angry and you've made you've made all your mistakes. I mean, you're already you are 22, but you've made some mistakes already, isn't it? Yes. Tell Satan that you it's enough. You don't want to make any more. You have found God. Yes. Yes. At 22, you've made you've made some that I mean, you don't even want anybody to talk about it. Early will I seek thee. Seek him early in your life. It's best to seek him early in your life. Yes. I was in my 20s. I was in my 20s when I was sent to London for the church to start. Oh, yes, I was in my 20s. Yeah, I was in my 20s. Yes. Yes. I was in my 20s. Yes. When I was sent, yes. Mm, I was in my 20s. I was not in my 30s or 40s. I was in my 20s. Yes. When I was appointed a pastor, I was in my 20s. Yes. As my 20s, I was appointed a pastor. 
appointed a pastor in my twenties. Early will I seek thee. I don't know what you are looking for, but someone is saying to you this morning or afternoon, whatever the time is, that if they are seeking God early, they say, early will I seek thee. Yes, early I'll seek you. Early in life, seek God, secure God. Yes. Contrary to what the world does, the world, the world, early they are seeking other things. They will tell you that when they finish everything that they can come and look for after this, your God. Yes. Yes. If the world doesn't need you anymore, how much more? How much more, God? Why do you want to give God leftover? Yes. 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 Why don't you start seeking for a beloved in your 50s? Yes. Yes. Yes, a beloved. Why don't you wait? When you are around 57, they say, Oh God, now I need a husband. I'm ready for a husband. When you are 57, and your shape is changed, everything is changed. Your flesh, your flesh has become like melting wax. Yes. As you, as you are walking, you can see it, everything is spilling. Why don't you look for why don't you look for a beloved when you are 57? You'll be there. We'll tell him not to go anywhere. He should wait for you. 57, then you come. Come and compete. Come and compete with the 23-year-olds. Yes, the new ones. But that new ones would have come into the church. New. <laughs> new ones have entered the church. You want to seek for a beloved early, but you don't want to seek for God early. God, you don't want him early. You want beloved early. Beloved, you've understood that I have to, I have to secure myself early. Early. When he gets to God, they say, God, later. Yes. I'm making you an offer. Look for a beloved at 57. When you get to 57, say, yeah, now I'm ready. I'm ready. When your hair is gone gray. When there's no longer there's no longer beauty in your dictionary. Yes. When you become melting wax. When you've changed from a guitar shape to a Coca-Cola can. <laughs> yes. Yes. When now you look like a tree trunk. A tree. That is just sitting there. the shape sometimes it's not you even if you want it to stay it doesn't stay you don't know where the shape is going so I'm saying to you that 
you can also wait when your belt gets there then say I want a beloved now yes when your when your belt now goes under you see where your belts are now a lot of you are wearing belts or it's here it's down here it means it means there's definition but when there's no longer definition when the regions cross over like Russia and Ukraine when the borders are merged <laughs> they go and look for a beloved when the borders are merged yes there are no more borders no definition yes <laughs> Yes. 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 Then go and look for a beloved. Yes. But you are cleverly looking for it when there is definition, when there is shape, when there are borders, when there are regions. And then when it gets to God, you don't want to, you don't want to look for Him early. God is showing you. Seek God early. Early. He said, Early will I seek thee. That he says that my soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. There's a longing. There's a longing. There's a longing in my spirit. There's a longing. There's a desire. There's a longing. There is a longing. I'm longing for you, God. I'm longing for you, God. Early, I'm longing for you. Okay, now let's go to number two. Yes. Let's go to the second point, how God takes you deeper. God is going to take you deeper. Now, if I understand it, now when you feel the desire, you know that it is God. You're not, ah, this one is God. This one, it is God. When you feel it, ah, this one, it is God. It is God. It's got to be God. This feeling I'm having, this interest I have, this desire I have, it is God. I'm going to run. God is drawing me. I'm going to run. Everybody will be telling you, relax, take your time. Tells you, I'm going to run. I'm going to run. I'm going to run after him. Yes. I'm going to run. I have to run. I have to run. People will be giving you good advice. Good advice. Good Christian advice. Yes. But you know what is happening to you. That God is drawing you. God is focusing. Yes. Are you coming? You know that friend that sends you a text. Are you coming? I'm waiting for you at the KFC. Are you coming? Are you coming? Will you come? Yes. You know we agreed. We agreed to meet at the pizza. In case you've forgotten. The appointment is at at 2 p.m. 10 a.m. You are sending him a text. Are you coming? Are you coming? And the meeting is at 2 p.m. 
10 a.m. You are sending a text. Are we still meeting? Are we still meeting? You come. You come. You come. I pray you have that attitude towards God. That you can also say, You draw me, God, I'm going to run. God, I'm going to run. It's, it's, almost, it's almost as though you are even warning God that God be very careful. Because I'm the type of person that if you touch me, nothing can control me. Nothing can stop me. We are already, we are already talking. We are talking. Three texts. We are talking. Yes. 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 That's, that's, how, that's how God must feel about you. That this one, if I touch him, he will run. If I touch him, he will run. Sit down. God takes you deeper. Number two, God takes you deeper by convincing you to do more than you did at the beginning. Revelation chapter 2. Revelation 2 verse 18 There's more you can do Than you did at the beginning There's more you can do Than you did at the beginning Yes God will be convincing you That there's more you can do Than you did at the beginning no, verse 18, 1 8. 1 8. And unto the angel of the church in Tyatira, unto the angel of the church in Tyatira, write, These things hear the Son of God, who has his eyes like unto a flame of fire and his feet like, like fine brass. 19. I know thy works, I know thy works, and charity. And service and faith and thy patience and thy works and the last to be more than the first. Do you have NIV? No? Let me read it in NIV to you. It says that to the angel of the church in Tyatira, write. These things are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like the are like blazing fire, and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. That now you are you are doing more. This one is saying that, and the last to be more than the first. That now you are doing more. You're doing more. You're doing more now. You know, you're beginning, you've done something. But God is telling you through these meetings that there's more that you can do. Yes. Yes. That do more than you have done before. Do more than you have done. Do more than you have done. Do more than you have done. 
God is telling you to do more. Jesus is telling the church at Titia that I know you, I know your love, I know your works, I know your patience, I know your this, but but you can do more than you did at the beginning. Yes, at your beginning. I don't know how many souls you've won, but you can win more souls. Yes. You can win more souls. You can win more souls than you have won before. Instead of telling yourself that this is it, that is it. I have won enough. I have done enough. God is saying that you can do more than you have done before. You can do more. You can win more souls. You can. You can and you should. You should not. We have stopped, we have stopped congratulating ourselves, isn't it? We have stopped. We have stopped. We have stopped celebrating 20 souls. We have stopped celebrating 12 souls. We have stopped celebrating 5 souls. That you want 5 souls and that is it. No, you can do more than you did at the beginning. You can do more. You can win more souls. The number of souls you have won so far in the beginning, you can perhaps win that number of souls every week now. Yes, you can do more. Yes, you can do more. More is to be done. More is to be done. Sometimes when you say even the things that you have done, and you ask, you even ask yourself, why are you not doing more? Why are you not doing more? Why are you not doing more? I used, I used to preach, I used to preach just one, just one, like, okay, twice in a week, Sunday and Tuesday, apart from other meetings and other, in terms of a service, a service, like a service, like a gathering service. A gathering service was like just one service on Sundays. But think about it. Think about it. How can a young man like me preach one in a week? What a waste. What a waste. What a waste. You're a young man like me. You preach one, like your gathering service that you do when God has made seven days in the week. You just, yes, you just take one and then you preach. And it's like you have done church. I mean, you have done, you have really served God for the week. A young man like me, full of energy, zeal. That there is just one gathering service for me, and then that is it. The rest, the rest of the week, I mean, you will say, Oh, you have meetings, other services, other things, but I have small, small, small things that you do here, and there's just one. One Sunday service. You know, I was, I was about to tell you how many um, services I, I have in a week now, but I, I won't because my mind is telling me that you can do more. Yes. So I will, not, I will not even tell you the number of services that I have. No, no, no I won't tell you the number. No. No, no. Because I don't, I don't have one service. Yes. I have a number of services. Yes. A number of services in, in different cities. In at least three different cities. Yes, but you see, as I'm saying, I can see that immediately I can see that oh, there are more places. <laughs> yes. 
Three different cities, yes. Yes, I travel to three different cities. Every week, I try three different cities and have a gathering service. By the grace. By the grace. Yes. But I'm just discovering that I can do more. We've just come from Korea. Sunday morning, they have seven services. Seven services on the Sunday. Yes. In Korea. I'm just saying, we just come from Korea. Sunday morning, they have seven services. Yes. Yes, in Seoul, Korea, yes. Pastor Yonggi Cho's church. There are seven services in there, yes. On a Sunday morning, yes. yes. There are seven services, yes. Different people. You see, you see the ashes. For example, if I use your your doors here, so you see, let's say the ashes will, will hold hands like this in front of this door, so that the people exit through this door. They both going home, go through this door. Then there's a crowd waiting out here. When these people go out, then these people come in. Yes. Unless souls are finished in, in, in Botswana. Are souls finished? Are you, are, you, are you the last born? The last born of all souls in the country. Sit down. Everything that you do, everything that you do as a minister, if you're here, you're a minister here, everything that you do can be done in a multiplied format. Yes. Yes. Everything that you do weekly can be done seven times in the week because there are seven days. Anything that you do monthly can be done 12 times in a year. Yes. Anything that you do, multiply it. We are talking about going deeper and doing more. Or oh, you don't want to go deeper anymore. Should we still go deeper? No, I don't want you to feel discouraged. You pray for, you pray one hour, you pray one hour every day. How many hours are there in the day? So now multiply it. Multiply it means that you can pray more. You can pray more. Yes. <laughs> How many souls have you won? You can win more. How many services do you have? You can have more services. More services means more souls. Yes. 
more service. It, it does, the only thing means, it, all, the only thing means, it means more souls. More souls are saved. More souls are saved. More souls are saved. More souls are saved. If we can, if, if we can even have three services in this in this hall on a Sunday, if we can even have three services every Sunday, more souls will be saved. More people will become pastors. More people will become shepherds. There are people who are lazing about in the service that we have now, who who will become pastors and leaders in the second service and some will become pastors and leaders in the third service as they are hiding behind in the choir singing on Sunday morning and dancing here yes their service is waiting for them yes their service is waiting for them yes their service is waiting for them for them to become pastors in that service. Yes. Because when you look at the, the leaders and the, and the pastors in, your, in, your, in the service you have now, maybe you can't see where to go. It's as though there's spiritual traffic. So everybody is queuing behind the people who are there. But there are people, young, fresh, zealous, that need to be deployed into a second service and into a third service. And I tell you, and I tell you, this hall, this hall will be too small for you. This place will be too small for you. Unless you want to tell me that you are the last born of souls in this city. If, that, if, if that's what it is, then I'll take back my, that point. I'll take it back. That God has finished his work. Yes. Yes. Unless you want to tell me that that's it is finished. They are pastors. They are shepherds. But who would they pastor? Who would they shepherd? Where would they go? What would they do? And you are telling him that you are not the last born. You are not the last. You are not the last of souls. Souls are not finished. Souls are not finished. Are souls finished? Are you sure souls are not finished? There are more souls. Ah. Then I came to tell you that get ready. Get ready to do more. And go deeper. Get ready to do more and go deeper. Yes. Yes. Get ready to do more and go deeper. Because it's your turn. God, God is giving you the chance. Yes. What you've done at the beginning, do more. That's what the Bible is saying. Do more. You can do more. What you did, I mean, do more. Just do more. If you don't do it, who will do it? Who is going to do it? How is it going to be done? Anything, anything you are doing now, anything you are doing now, anything you are doing now, multiply it. Just multiply it. Just multiply it. You are praying one hour, just ask yourself, how many hours are there in a day? They say, oh, okay, so it means I can do some more hours. More, some more. Yes. You preach one amazing service, amazing sermon all week. One amazing service, amazing sermon. Ask yourself, how many days are in the week? Yes. And see 
how many amazing sermons you can preach in a week amazing 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 congregations You don't seem to enjoy this point too much. This point seems to be making you nervous. What you have done in the beginning. He says that. Do more. What you have done. Do more. That's a hunger in the first. That's a hunger in the first. When you when you are hungry, you want to do more. The worst type of person you can go to a restaurant with is somebody who has eaten, or or someone who is on diet. I mean, I mean, what a waste. When you want to chew meat, the person is asking for water and leaves. You see, you see, let me ask you a question. What type of person, what type of person doesn't eat and doesn't eat well? That the person doesn't have appetite. What type of person is that? You don't know. It means the person is not well. When you're not well, you lose appetite. Yes. Yeah, loss of loss of appetite is ill health. Ill health. You are not well. You are not well. Yes, it's loss of appetite. You don't feel like eating. There's nothing wrong. Nothing has happened. Nobody has died. You haven't lost your job. Nothing bad has happened. But you don't feel like eating. Loss of appetite is one of the signs of ill health. You are not well. So they will start checking temperature. This. You have this. Those asking you questions just by the fact that you are not eating. So when you see someone without hunger and thirst, that person is spiritually unwell. Yes. Spiritually, you don't want to do more. You don't want to do more. I mean, you are you are you are you are full with what you have done. You don't want to eat. You don't want to do more. You are not well. You are not well. You are developing you are developing spiritual malaria or spiritual spiritual flu. Spiritual flu is coming. You are not well. If you have a baby, if you ever have a baby and your baby is not eating, you'll be disturbed. You'll be disturbed. Why is the baby not eating? Why is the child not eating? Today the child is not eating. I've been trying to get the child to eat. The child is not eating. Why is the child not eating? the child is not well the child is not well so when you see in your Christian life there's no appetite there's no hunger, there's no thirst to do more than you have done you are not well yes there's something wrong, you are not well you are not well you have spiritual temperature (laughs) yes yes, you are not well you are not well when you see a church that is not doing more. It's not going for more. 
does not feel we c- they can do more then the church is not well yes. then the church is not well the church is not well you can't you can't you can't, like you can't even see what there is to be done you see what food is put in front of you you can't eat you can't eat you're looking at the food if you ever if you've ever if you've ever um worked in a hospital before especially especially like in a recovery ward when people have had surgery and they are recovering you will see that the doctors the nurses they're all looking out for appetite will he eat will he eat if you don't eat they'll keep you there will he eat and will his bowels move movement of food eating and movement of bowels as soon as they see they said oh he's well he can go home even if the wound, even if the wound doesn't heal, they say, "Oh, that one is a small thing. We'll manage. I mean, we'll do change dressing, do other things. But you can eat, and you can go to the toilet. When I say movement of bowels, I mean you can go to the toilet, then you can go home. Yes, then you can go home. You'll be discharged. You'll be discharged that day. So if you don't want to go home, you like the bed in the hospital so much, then don't eat. Yes, then don't eat. Then like anything, they say. Mm. Don't eat, don't wee wee, don't poo poo. You you will stay there. You will stay there. So a church, a church that doesn't have appetite, it's not eating. It means you are not well. You are not doing more. Everything that you are doing now, you have to do it in a multiplied fold. It has to be multiplied. You have to do more than you did in the first. You have to do more now. You have to do more. You have a choir of 100, then you must have a choir of 300. Yes. You have dancing stars, 100, you must have dancing stars, 400. More. Everything has to be multiplied. Everything has to be multiplied. You have one service, you have to aim for two services. Yes. Everything must be multiplied. Everything must be multiplied. More shepherds. As soon as you start, you see people. People will rise up and become pastors. People will rise up and become shepherds. People will rise up. The people who look dull and not doing anything is because is because the whole system is blocked and choked. Yes, yes, yes. There's there's spiritual constipation in the church. So there's no movement. There's no flow. There's no flow. The system, the church has constipated. So there's no movement. There's no fluidity. Things don't that go in don't pass out. Yes. Sit down. Let's go to point three. I think you've understood this one. Yes. Is that rain? What a blessing. Hmm. Ask your neighbor, are you going to do more than you did at the beginning? Hmm. I really want to do more. 
I pray. I pray for the grace and opportunity to do more things. I pray. Amen. Yes. Yeah. I desire to do more. I want to do more. I like to do more. Yes. I'm happy when I'm stressed. Yes. And I'm stressed. I'm stressed when I see things that I can't do. Then I know that there's a problem. Then I tell myself, Richard, sit up, sit up. Sit up, sit up and solve this thing. Sit up and crack this one. Yes. Sit up and crack this one. Because there are things that don't give me stress. By the, by the grace of God, there are some things you give me, I'll just do it. I'll, I'll just breach through. Like Sunday morning. Sunday morning service doesn't give me stress. Yeah. I mean, to preach on a Sunday morning doesn't give me stress. Yes. Doesn't give me stress. There are other things that give me stress. There are other things that I'm telling you. Not just stress, but I can't do it. I don't even know what to do. I need God. I need God. As, as, as uncomfortable that I am in those settings, it is what is on my mind. If you ask me this morning, what have I thought about? What has been on my mind? It is this thing that I have to do that I don't know how to do it successfully. And if it, that's what has been on my mind. Not a Sunday morning sermon. Yes. 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 It's, it's uncomfortable, but I like it. I seem to like it. It exposes me. It exposes me. Exposes my deficiencies and my whatever, but I seem to like it. Seem to like it. And I get bored when everything can be done and everything is working. No, I really, I really get bored. I really, I really get bored. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, there's no pressure. I mean, you see, you see me even yawning. Huh? Uh, uh, uh. God give you a hunger Amen. and a thirst for more, a desire to do more, to do more. May he give you fire to do more. Fire. May you have fire to do more. May you be the type that he says, "From me, I will run." <laughs> it's like God. If you like, send me a text. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised where I'll sleep. <laughs> I'm coming to you. Yes, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yes. I'm coming. Do more. Anything you are doing now, do more. Anything you've been doing for a while now, do more. Yes. Just do more. Yes. Do more. Know that you can do more. Yeah, why, why should you be there and be doing the same thing forever and ever 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 and ever? I mean, forever and ever and ever. I mean, and ever. Doing the same thing. I mean, why? No movement. You're not doing more. Doesn't have given you a simple formula. Anything you're doing, multiply it. Some you have to multiply by two. Some you have to multiply by three. Some have to be multiplied by seven. Some have to be multiplied by twelve. 
depending on what it is, multiply it and say, I can do more and I'm going to do more. Number three, have you read number three? Okay, number three says that God God takes you deeper by showing you that God is good. He shows you his goodness. Because you will not you will not want someone close to you or someone involved in your life unless you think the person is a good person. So when you experience the goodness of God, when you experience the good, how many of you have experienced the goodness of God in your life? It's a sign that He's drawing you. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. I didn't see this side. How many of you said you have experienced the goodness of God? Uh-huh. So it's a sign He's drawing you. You've you've tasted His goodness. You've experienced His goodness. Ah, uh-huh. then He's drawing you. He's drawing you. He's saying that come. Come, we can work together. We can be together. We can do things together. You've experienced his goodness. He's saying then come. Come. And then, and then what you are learning from him, he's expecting you to do the same to others. If God has been good to you, he expects you to be good to others. So what, what he has taught you in quiet time in messages you have soaked in in things you have heard from him he expects you to testify testify and share it with others yes share what you have known share what you have learned I'm sharing with you what I have learned and what I have, I have, I have, I have learned I'm sharing it with you it's called come, but I'm sharing with you what I know and what I've learned of God. The goodness of God. That's what I can I can talk about the high calling forever. For the rest of the, I can I can talk to you about the high calling of God. That you cannot give me anything higher than what God has given. I can't see what you can give. I can't see what you will give. I can't see what there is for you to give. That is higher than what God has given. That's the high calling. High. The calling is high. High, 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 high. High, high, high. Mention, mention what, what you, you do and what you have in this life. I'm telling you that if you don't mention that God has called you, then I know you have not arrived. Oh yes. I know you've not arrived. Oh, you haven't arrived at all. You haven't seen you haven't seen anything. You haven't seen anything. Mention what you do in life. Mention what you do in life. Mention what you earn. Mention what you have. If you don't say that and I am a minister, God has I believe God has called me, then I know you haven't seen the best. Mm-hmm. And I know you haven't seen the best. The best is to be called. Yes. Hmm. Are you here? Yes. 
Are you tired? Exodus chapter 33. Verse 17. Are you there? It says that, And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also, that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I will beseech thee, Show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. Yes. So, so I will make my goodness to pass before. The good things you've experienced from God and the good things you've seen from God is to make you a good person. Yes. Is to is to first draw you close to God and then to make you a good person. It's giving you a good example of what to do and what to become. Instead of becoming a bitter person and an angry person, be a good person to represent God and to represent God properly. Number four. God takes you deeper by teaching you mercy and forgiveness. Mercy and forgiveness. So going deeper into God will involve going deeper into mercy and forgiveness. When God takes you deeper into him, he's taking you deeper into his mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Yes. So God, God is trying to take you into, into a journey. A, day, a journey to draw you to him by exposing you to his mercies and to his forgiveness. Okay? Now, in um, Exodus 34 in Exodus 34 verse 5 the Bible says that and the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord and the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord the Lord God be merciful the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children, unto the third and unto the fourth generation. Then Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. Now, here's the point. The word you see the mercy, the word you see the mercy, is a word recap. That is R-E-C-H-A-B, recap. 
which talks about the womb. You see, anybody, anybody, anybody who is from your womb, you find it easy to forgive and to pardon. Yes. If you have a child, you are very forgiving towards your children. Very, very forgiving towards your children. You, you will see that you have, you have, if you like, a soft spot towards your child. Towards your child. You don't throw your child away. Sometimes you may not even blast your child as much as you blast somebody who has made the same mistake. I don't know if you have noticed that. That your parents are, are treat you a little different. Even though they know you are wrong. Some, sometimes maybe you have not had a child, but maybe even your sibling, your brother or your sister, you say you, you are different towards your brother and your, or your sister. You are, lit, you are a little different. You, you, will try, you will try and explain away their mistakes. And you try, you, it's, it's like it's a natural feeling. The thing that is from the womb. And the Bible is saying that God brings us close by relating with us as people from his womb. So you will see, you will see, if you are getting closer to God, you have to develop the same thing towards others. The mercy and forgiveness as though the people are your children. If you don't have that, if you don't have that, you can't be a pastor. You can you can't be a pastor of a large group because your your love and your care will be limited. You'll be so restricted. You can only relate with a few people. You can only love a few people. You can only deal with a few people. You can only forgive a few people or show mercy to a few people. Now that you see that a pastor, as a pastor grows in grace. And what God has called him to use is as though his children multiply. His children multiply. His children become a lot. More, his children become like his biological children. How he relates with them. Watch prophet leading us in flow prayer meetings. You will see that his heart his heart goes out for the children God has given to him. You see, you see, you see, you see how the meeting has ended, but he doesn't want to go off. And he's more busy than all of us. He's more busy than all of us. If you have one thing to do, he has a million things to do. You people will, will be thinking that they can't wait for the meeting to end. They have to go to work. They have to go here. He has he has more reasons why he should leave that prayer meeting for one minute and go off. He has more reasons to even type. He should just even type the prayer topic. It should be put there. This is a prayer topic for the day. Pray. If you won't pray, be there and go about other things. But he stays on. He stays on. And I'll always notice, especially the end, you can see that the, he doesn't want to go. It's that he doesn't want to go. But why doesn't he want to go? It's his love for the children. It's his love for it's as though the people are from his womb. 
It's his love, his craving to be with them, to talk to them. You, you see his eyes looking in the camera. You see love, you see care, you see compassion. You see a father who really cares about his children that God has given him across the world and across the nations. You see that this is someone who cares and loves the people. You see this is someone who has the people on his mind. You can't do well in the ministry if you don't have compassion. You don't have compassion. The Bible says about Jesus, the Bible said he, he saw and he was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion. The thing that the thing that a mother has for the child is compassion. No matter how naughty and bad someone's child is, try not to complain about that child to the mother. You'll be surprised. I mean, you will be surprised. You will be surprised. Yes. Someone mother, someone's mother recently called one of our pastors and really blasted this pastor. For, if you ask me for what? For a very rude, a very rude and stubborn daughter that she has. That this pastor was just trying to help the, the daughter. But she said, he's like, no, don't, he's like, no, 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 don't touch my daughter. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. If you ask me to comment about that, that child, rude, stubborn. But the mother, the pastor was telling said, as the mother was blasting her, the mother said, you don't know how humble my daughter is. Humble. I just said, I just said, say no more. Say no more. Say no more. Say no more. Someone that somebody say you're humble, it's like that you're proud. Humility is not a cap that you wear. It's not a cap that you wear. It's, it's not a facial expression that you have. Your face is humble. If you're humble, we'll see from the things you do. It's from your actions. Humility, humility is actions. It's actions. That's for, for Jesus to show us who a humble person. He brought a child. What the child does, what will a child do? Not a face. You say you're humble. You're humble. Hmm. No. It's not the cap you wear. It's not the facial expression. Hmm. Don't be humble, be a servant. Serve them all. Serve everybody. Serve anybody. Serve the people who are younger than you. Serve the people who are older than you. Serve. Serve the people you are more educated than. Serve the people you feel more important than. Serve the people you feel richer than. Serve the people you feel more anointed than. Serve. They will see humility. Don't tell us you're humble. Humble. I'm humble. I'm really humble. Show your humble, roll your sleeves. Let's see your humility. Let's see your humility by you rolling your sleeves. 
things. Not by getting front row seats. When Jesus was rebuking the Pharisees, he said, you like front row seats. He said, that's what you like. You like, you like greetings. Greetings in public places. You like to be called by titles. Small shepherd you were made. You have added shepherd to your name. Now you are shepherd Rosina. You are no longer Rosina. Shepherd Rosina. If we call you Rose, you will never turn unless we are the shepherd. How, my question to you how many people do you have compassion for? Mess, mercy and forgiveness. How many people are you able to forgive? How many people are you able to show mercy? What's your capacity? How many people can you take in your heart to forgive? Of all the people who have offended you and hurt you, how many of them have you forgiven? And then those who have not forgiven you, but you have heard that you have not offended you, but you've heard they've offended somebody else, and you've added it to your problems. Yes. Yes. Well, you you said you want to shepherd a lot of people. You must have a heart for them. A lot of them will will, are are very offensive. A lot of them will do things that before that you've washed your hands of them. You easily wash your hands off people. Someone didn't wash their hands off you. That's why you are here. That is why you are here. That's why who you are here. Remember who you are and what you are and what you wear like. Today you are wearing earrings. You didn't, you wear, you didn't used to wear earrings. You didn't even have holes in your ear. This one. Hmm. What a shock. Yes. 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 You are bene- you are benefiting from someone's mercy and forgiveness. Yes. And that's what that's what you have to apply to others. Instead of saying you don't take nonsense. You don't take nonsense. I had a lady once. A shepherd, a lady shepherd. Her ministry, she had three people, including herself. I called them at a point I, I before I dissolved that ministry. I called it. I said, This is this is the Jericho ministry. Do you know Jericho? None went in and none came out. I said, This is Jericho. Because Three, three girls tightly closed. Tightly closed. Like nobody can join them. Nobody can come. In. Terrible shepherds. Bad shepherds. It's a bad sign of a shepherd. That nobody can join. Nobody who is not your type. Nobody who can live with you and relate with you. You, you I mean, you can't accommodate anybody. Your heart, her heart only has two chambers. Two chambers. But to be a good shepherd. Your heart must have a million chambers. Million. Different types. People who are not like you. People who are not like you should be able to come in and you will receive them. 
people who offend you, you should be able to forgive them. If they come, you forgive. It's, it's not the problem. Not just, not just people who suck up to you. People only say things that you want to hear and do things that you want. You must have different time. You know that of oh, this one, this one, he's a bad boy, but I let him stay. Oh, he's a bad boy, but I let him stay. We know the bad boys. We know the bad boys. Oh, you think we don't know the bad boys? I'm, the, I'm, a, I'm a pastor. I know the naughty boys in the congregation. Yes. Oh, yes. Bad boys. <laughs> you are healed. <laughs> yes. So he followed the girl into the church. Wow. So what, what happened with the girl? Where is the girl? He is almost a shepherd to the girl. Wow. God was waiting for you. You see, God knew what you liked, so he used it as a bait. And he was drawing you. He said, When you came, they said, hey, girls, girls he said, now I go to use you. Yes. He used, he used the bait to get you. Yes. Now you are becoming a pastor. May you become a pastor. And an anointed one. Anointed one. Yes. And may you forgive many other people. Yeah, you have been forgiven. You have been a for- Yes. Allow many others who are also chasing girls. Yes. When you see someone in your ministry chasing a girl, don't say, foolish boy. <laughs> foolish boy, I'm sucking you. No, remember. When you see, just remember, just, just laugh and say, I was just like you. I was just like you. Yes, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. And say to him, no problem. No problem. Don't say, foolish boy. Clear out. Don't come to this church again. Because you were received. Sit down, guys. So you see, you are learning forgiveness. When you look in, in your life, you see that you are learning forgiveness. The people, how many of you have been offended before? Uh huh. Uh huh. It's being used to teach you forgiveness. To forgive people. To have compassion. To have mercy. To have forgiveness towards people. It's being used to help you. Mm. God is using you to draw you closer. And to draw you in. However, you'll be a bitter and angry person. God can't use a bitter and angry person. Yes. Use a bitter and angry person. How many of you still have some people you need to forgive? Mm. Forgive them quickly. Yes, forgive them quickly. So your ministry can grow. Oh, yes. Get out of Oh, get, I mean, how can you have three people? Nobody can join. Nobody can join. Yes. Yes. Recently, I, I met one of them. 
I mean, they're all grown up now, married with children. Their children are in university and they're all grown up. And the story I'm telling is about 25 years ago. They're all grown up people now. So I met one of them. One of them came and I said, Hey, Sister Jericho. Sister Jerry. She said, she said, Oh, Bishop, you remember? I said, I said, how can I forget? How can I forget? How can I forget? How can I forget? The type of ministry you try to create here. How can I forget that none came in and none went out? How can I forget? He didn't grow. Just the three of them. Three. 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 Three friends. Nobody can join. Yes. Yes. Nobody can join. Yes. Then you see some of us, that's how we are. We can't live with others. We can't work with others. You can't, you can't work with anybody. You can't work with anybody. Anybody that comes into your life or you are given to work with, you just start complaining. You complain and complain and complain and complain and complain. It's like you've made yourself misperfect. Mr. Perfect. It's like you are so good. It's like you are so good. Everybody else is bad. But God's children are a lot. And everybody is different. Different temperaments. Different backgrounds. Different educational backgrounds. Different ages. Different tribes. Different different inclinations and I mean different things everybody is different everybody is different you have to be, be able to live with everyone you need to live with everyone everyone you guys live with everyone and anybody yes yeah. this, is, this is when I'm with people I, I don't even know where they come from it doesn't even, it doesn't even occur to me because I remember, I'm saying because I remember when it used to occur to me that this one is from Nigeria, this one is from here. It doesn't even occur to me that people come from a country. Before I realize, before I realize, I'm with people from different countries. It does, it does, it actually does not occur to me. Does it occur to you where do you come from? What language do you speak? Where are you? Where are you hailing from? So who are you who are you and who is this one and who is this one because yes. I'm telling you I remember when it used to occur to me this one is from here this one is Ghana this one is here this one is I remember when it occurred to me this one is different it does not occur to me anymore it does not occur to me anymore yes it doesn't occur to me anymore that people are from different places in the world all I think you've come for us to work. Let's work. Yes, let's let's just work. You love you love the Lord. What we have in God, you love the Lord. I love the Lord. Let's do it. Let's do this church thing. Yes, let's do this church thing. Let's let's work for God. I don't know where you come from. Where you work, you come from doesn't do anything to me. Yes, it doesn't doesn't, doesn't do anything to me. Yes, that's okay. That's okay. To it must not occur to you too. You will win more souls when some things don't occur to you. You will win more souls. The spirit of God will work through you better. To work through you better. The spirit will work through you better. 
because when God laughed, he loved the world. He loved the world. He loved the world. When he laughed, he loved the world. He didn't just love a few people. Where is this one from? Who is this one? What is this one? He loved everybody. Everybody. Sit so I can see those who are sitting. Is it number four we are going to or number five? Five. Okay, number five. Number five, God takes you deeper by teaching you long suffering. Yes. By teaching you long suffering. When God wanted to take Moses closer, he decided to show him his long suffering. We must learn from Moses' experience with God. God drew Moses closer and showed him his glory. Moses saw the glory of God when he saw the long suffering of God. As you learn more about patience, you are getting closer to the nature of God and you can go deeper into him. God is a very patient God. He endures the wickedness of mankind as though he does not see what we are doing. The world marches on and hundreds of years go by and it is as though God does not see the blasphemies of men. Human beings blaspheme and insult God every day. They say God does not exist. God listens to people insult him in their rooms, on television and on social media. He sees all these things. You think God doesn't see? He sees all these things. God suffers long and waits patiently. Patiently waiting for a patiently waiting is a divine characteristic. Your impatience reveals your pride. That is when you say, I don't tolerate nonsense. I don't like this. I don't like that. It's a revelation of your pride. Your impatience reveals how close you are to Satan. Allow yourself to learn the almighty lesson of patience. Have patience with God. He will avenge you of your enemies. God will strike down your foes and those who threaten your existence. Yes. Impatience is rather a revelation of pride and evil in you. Impatience. Impatience. When you can't stand this, you can't stand that, you can't take this, you don't take this anymore. I used to take this, but you don't take it anymore. Now you have this. Now you have that. Yes. I mean, yes. I don't tolerate this anymore. Me, I don't like this. If you are doing this, it reveals how close you are to Satan. It's rather, it's not surprising. That is rather showing that you are not like God. You are not going deep. So it means that the deeper you go with God, the things you can't tolerate today, you start tolerating them. Wow. 
Watch all the things you can't handle now. Watch all the things you can't stand now. Watch all the people you can't stand them at all. As you go deeper into God, you are able to accommodate, tolerate, accept. You're able to accept them. You start accepting them. You can work with them. You can live with them. You can be with them. You'll be surprised that you even start choosing them. Yes. The people you can't stand today is because your world is so small and narrow. Your ministry is so small, narrow, and shallow. It's not deep, it's shallow. That's why you can you don't have room for some people. But the more, the deeper you go, you say that no, I need this type. I need that type. I want that person. I need ladies. I need guys. But for now, it's like only guys. I need older people. I need young people. It's a reflection of the type of ministry you have and how deep you are in God. It shows the type of people you're able to relate with and the type of people you're able to work with. In your long suffering. Because you will, know, you will discover that if I throw this person away, who is coming to replace? Who is, who is coming to do what? Because people come with baggages, eh? People come with baggages. Yeah. Yeah, people come with baggages. The same person who is very good at this is the same one who is also terrible at the same thing. Yes. And you are, you, and you are looking at what the person can't do instead of looking at what you need to be done. So you keep shaving people off till you become desolate. And that is what proves to you that you are not being led by the spirit. You are being led by Satan. Because Satan wants you to be desolate. This, uh, Satan, Satan wants you to be small. Small and alone. So you keep showing people off before you have nobody. You have nobody in your life. You have nobody in your ministry. Because you can't stand people with a baggage. You can't stand it at all. You can't stand it. Yes, you can't stand it at all. Yes, you can't at all. That's, that's what God said to one of the churches. He said, I know your works. I know how you can't stand people who are not apostles and call themselves apostles. People who are not this. But then by said, but I have something against you. He said, you have lost. You have left your first love. You have not yours, but you can't accommodate. Are you giving me that verse? Are you giving me that verse? Give me verses, okay? Be, be liberal and generous with your verses. Otherwise, you will send me to my iPad every time to go and open a Bible. Be generous with verses, okay? It's a good time for you to know verses. So if you don't know it, you find it. That you see that passage, that passage teaches us teaches us is, is it time to sleep your eyes are starting to worry you okay. what was it what was the time hmm? 1 30 okay i'll give you a break in 30 minutes no start from verse one start from verse one
No worry, I'll give you a break soon. Okay. I saw two eyes here and one eye there. But you see, the eyes that I saw there, I accommodated it. And then I went there and I saw a third eye. (laughs) I forgave, I forgave the two here. Yes. Revelation chapter 2, it says that unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, are you in church? Are you in church? Yes. These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven candlesticks. Keep going. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience. He said, I know your works, I know your labor, and know your patience. And I know how you cannot bear them which are evil. Are all these not Christian, Christ, Christian traits? You shouldn't be able to bear those who are evil. Who says you should live with those who are evil? <laughs> I know all these things. And, 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 and thou hast tried them. Is that you've even gone far to prove. I mean, you've taken it upon yourself to prove. Somebody's calling himself an apostle. You are proving that he's not an apostle. I mean, you've gone deep. <laughs> you've gone deep. Thinking that you're helping God and working for God. But he's saying that. And you, and you have, and those who you have, you have gone to have tried them, which say they are apostles, and are not. And you have found them liars. In other words, you are right. You prove that it's true. They are not apostles. Yes. Even though they carry their called apostles, you they carry their apostles. You have proven that they are not apostles. Verse three. And has borne, and has patience. It's, it's like you have really tolerated, and you have been patient. And for my name's namesake, you have labored. That is, you have worked. And you didn't faint. That is, you didn't give up. You didn't backslide. You didn't resign. You didn't retire. You've done all these things. And then verse 4. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. This is a shock that comes to. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Which means that first love my darling now you have to help me to go backwards it means that first love is not is not not verse 3 first love is not is not not fainting first love is not laboring first love is not being patient First love is not having born. It's like having tolerated. And you know, it's like bearing something that is heavy for you, uncomfortable for you. First love is not it. Verse 2. It means first love is not proving that apostles are not apostles. <laughs> It means first love, first love 
is not rebuking and correcting those who are evil. It means first love is not is not being patient. It means first love is not laboring again hard work. And then first love is also not the works that you have done. All these works that you have done. So take us back to verse 4. <laughs> yes. After all these things, he said, I know. I have something against you that you have left your first love. So I have shown you all the things that he's saying that first love is not. So what is first love? Verse 5. In verse 5, he says that, Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent. All the, oh, can you see all the good works that they are doing? Still, they have fallen. It's like in their fallen state, they are even more zealous for righteousness. Remember when you are fallen and do the first works. So it sounds as though first love is equal to first works. The things you were doing in the beginning, that's your first love. That's your first love. How many of you have fallen in love before? Do you remember the things you you did when you were in love? First works. First works. The phone calls. The visits. The long hours on the phone. Long hours. You don't want to go off. You don't want to go off. The messages. When you when you haven't heard from the person, it's um, it's 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 six a.m. Six a.m. And you have not heard. You have not got a message from the person you are loved. You start suffering from withdrawal symptoms at six a.m. Yes, at 6 a.m. At 6 a.m. At 6 a.m. When the person is asleep, you are sending a message and asking, Are you there? Are you awake? How many of you have sent someone a message? You ask the person, Are you awake? Are you awake? Are you awake or asleep? Can I call? Can I call? Can I call? Oh, did you see my message? Yes. Are you up? Get up. First works. First works. Because when you move away from first love, even though you are still in that same relationship, you don't ask the questions you ask now. That are you up? Are you awake? Can I call? Can I call? I will be calling you. I'll be calling you. I'll be calling you. I'll be calling you. I'll be calling you. I know I'm not a doctor, but I'll be checking on you. No, I'm 
Lord, they will be checking on you. They want to check on you. They want to call you. I've not had my quiet time, but I'm calling you. I feel so bad about it. I feel so helpless. Oh God, help me. I know I've not prayed today, but I'm calling my beloved. I'm calling my beloved. I'm calling my beloved. I know. Yes. Oh God. I've not brushed my teeth. I've not brushed my teeth. But I'm calling you. I'm calling you. I'm calling you. I'll be calling you. First works. I'm explaining first works for you. Your first love. Your first love for God. Nobody tells you have you had your quiet time. You're having your quiet. You can't even control yourself. You can't stop. You can't stop reading your Bible. You can't stop reading your Bible. It's the first thing you do when you wake up, and it's the last thing you do before you go to bed. You can't help it. Any 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 human being you see, that person is a soul. Who is the person? Like I have to witness to this person. I have to invite the person to church. I have to take the person to church. Those are your first works. When you start deteriorating, then you start talking about people who are not apostles. People who are not apostles. People who are not prophets. In your backsliding state, you start pointing out those who are not prophets. Those who are not apostles. Those who are not evangelists. Those who are not teachers. The person hasn't said that he's a teacher, but you are saying he's not a teacher. So he said, your first love are your first works. Your first works. Your first works are your first love. It means that you still love God. You are still kind, merciful, forgiven, long-suffering, long-suffering, patient. You can tolerate people and tolerate things just as you also experienced. Sit down, number six. All the things you can't tolerate, you should, you should rather discover that you're moving towards Satan. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that brother that is trying so hard to backslide and he said, oh, go to hell. God doesn't talk that way. I mean, do you know hell? Do you understand hell before you say somebody should go to hell? To say to, say to somebody go to hell means that you don't understand hell. You don't understand hell and you don't know hell. If you did, you would never say about someone, go to hell. You would never say that. You would never say that. That go to save somebody, go to hell. You can't go to hell. Because you don't understand hell. If you understand hell, you will fight, fight and prevent someone from going to hell. Even if they want to go to hell, you say, no, you can't go. You will stand between them and hell. Yes. yes. 
So that's long suffering. Number six, God takes you deeper by showing you about truth. We are still in Exodus 34, verse 5 to 8. When God wanted to take Moses closer, he showed him truth. We must learn from Moses' experience with God. God drew Moses closer and showed him his glory. Moses saw the glory of God when he saw how God was full of truth. Remember that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Satan represents lies and deception. The more the deception, the more there are demons. Satan is a liar and the father of it. So the more successful, the more successful someone is in deceiving, the more demons the person has. And the more and the more influence the inf- the more the person is under the influence of Satan. The ability to deceive. The ability to deceive is the presence of Satan. The Bible says that Satan who deceiveth the whole world. The whole world. I'm sure they'll show you in the verse because they've become generous with verses. Isn't it? Yes. Yes. Satan who, because Satan has the ability to deceive the whole world. Yes. Never, never, feel, never feel that what everybody is doing is right. Because Satan has the ability, according to scriptures, to deceive the whole world. Yes. The whole world approves of gay. It doesn't mean it doesn't it doesn't mean that it's okay to be gay. It doesn't mean the Bible has changed on what he says about that particular sin. Because Satan has the the ability to deceive the whole world. So when you see someone, someone who can deceive two people, he has a bit of Satan in him. Someone who can deceive four people. He has more of Satan's influence. Someone can deceive 10 people. 10 people. That is his mother, his father, his six brothers and sisters, and his auntie. He has more of Satan. Someone can deceive 40 people. That is his entire class in school. Entire class in school. He has more of Satan. There's somebody who can deceive. 250 people that can deceive his entire year group. He has more. 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 The more the range, the more of Satan. Yes. The more people you can deceive, that you are you are so whatever and you are not the more of Satan is in you that no one can detect no one can even smell it no one can even smell it no one can even smell it I mean when you see when you see some of the evils that are even entering the church I mean the church is guided by the Bible we read the Bible we, it's, it's the Bible that we read Ancient, ancient churches, ancient churches, and you see priests with the Bible are 
justifying things that the Bible condemns. It should tell you the power of Satan. When you see priests, I'm now saying that what the Bible says is not exactly what it is saying. you must be lovers of truth lovers of the bible lovers of Jesus stickless to the word of God stay with the word stay by the word stay with the word and the word alone stay with it stick to it be in the bible never move to the left or to the right bible so you see someone who can't tell the truth doesn't tell the truth he can deceive two people maybe he can deceive something instead one person satan is there he can deceive because satan's standard is the world which deceiveth the whole world yes which deceiveth the whole world that is his standard so he can deceive one he can deceive two then you can deceive four. Then you can deceive ten. Then you can deceive forty. Then you can deceive two hundred and fifty. Then you can deceive one thousand. You see, you are you are steadily advancing. That one thousand people think of you as this, but you are the opposite of it. Church is quiet, isn't it? Tell your neighbor, I hope I hope you don't have Satan in you. I hope you have the influence of Satan in your tongue. Because we are counting how many people you have lied to. And you have made them believe your lie. Yes. How many people you have lied to? Deceived. Yes. So that you, you deceive one person and then you marry the person, the person discovers that you are not real. Yes. 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 I met with some newly married ones once, you know, once I met them. And I told them that I know your disappointment. <laughs> they, were all, they were all ladies. They were all ladies. I said, I know your disappointment. You thought you were marrying these men of God who pray. You are surprised, you are surprised that you are up and they are asleep. And I said, and I said, I said to them that don't answer. Don't answer. Yes, don't answer. Because when you see them in church, prayer meeting, leading the prayer meeting, you, you said to yourself, 
you are going to be covered by prayer in this marriage You are surprised that there's flow prayer meeting and he's snoring. They said, Hey, Bishop, how do you know? Are you in my house? So there was Marisol who prays and reads his Bible. But he eats and has sex. That's all he does. Food and sex is his main ministry. Food and sex. Yes. Food and sex. That's his main ministry. Not prayer, not prayer, not prayer and the ministry of the word. Like Peter said, we will give ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Yes. Yes. A lot of the young girls who get who get top guys or guys who appear top, they feel they are getting prayer and the ministry of the word. They are amazed that what they got was food and sex. I told them, I, I told them, I told them, I don't answer. I don't even need you to answer. Shemen brothers. Shemen brothers. The Shemen brothers. No, but your Shemen brothers, they shall be good brothers. Yes. 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 Shemen with oil. Shemen brothers. Yes. Take oil. Take oil. Take. The oil is take on them. Uh-huh. Yes. Take on them. Oil. They have oil shell. Oil shell. Take. Take oil. Take. Oil. Take oil. I pray. I pray that when you marry them, they'll be praying in the house. That you see them in the house with their hands lifted up and say. Otherwise, you signed up for F and S. Then it goes on in the book. It says here that I once met a brother who deceived his entire family and all his friends. His deceptions revealed how much demon activity was at work in his life. One, one person remarked about how easily his fellow, his fellow told lies. How, how easily this fellow told lies. Remember that liars will be cast into the lake of fire. The deeper you are into truth, the deeper you are into God. God is truth and light. There is no darkness in him at all. Any form of deception or self-deception will keep you from God. God is light. 
So the deeper you are into light, the deeper you are into God. First John 1 John 1.5 This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. There's no darkness in him. There's no darkness in him. Yes. So truth eliminates darkness in your life. May darkness be eliminated from your life. May you go deeper into the truth. Deeper into God. To eliminate darkness. It has to be difficult for you to tell a lie. That when you haven't prayed, then you say you have prayed. Oh yes. Yes. Don't say you have prayed when you haven't prayed. Talk about other things. Say say you have brushed your teeth. Is the truth. Yes. Talk about brushing of teeth. Don't talk about prayer when you haven't prayed. It's not saying you pray every day. Say you brush your teeth every day. Instead of forcing yourself to say things, say things that look nice and impressive, but it is a lie. Then you are increasing the darkness in your life. Yes. So if you want to give an example of a good habit, don't say I have prayed. Say I have brushed my teeth. You are safer than to say I have prayed when you haven't prayed. Yes. Say I say I have my bath every day. That is if you do. <laughs> understand what I'm saying? It is safer for you to say that than to lie. Than to lie so that you will look good in before men. Because you are increasing the influence of Satan in your life. So you go for a meeting, a pastor asks, how many people have prayed today? Don't lift up your hand because everybody is lifting up their hands. When you haven't prayed, don't lift up your hand. Because you are becoming comfortable with satanic ways and satanic things. Yes. See how many have, have, have prayed today? Then every look to your left, everybody's hands have, have gone up. And you haven't prayed. Keep your hands up because that is the truth. That is the truth that you have not prayed. Don't say you have prayed when you haven't prayed. Don't say you have read your Bible when you haven't read your Bible. Because when you get used to lying, now you won't do it and you continue lying. Until you marry, then that poor girl will be sitting there and say, Hey, he doesn't pray. He doesn't pray. There is no prayer in this house. Hey, what is our future? The guy doesn't pray, he sleeps. Because she secretly thought that she's getting someone who will be who will be pacing up and down in the house. You know what? One day, one day, a lady said to me. She said, "I'm waking up every since she married. 
since day one of her marriage. She said, what wakes her up is the voice of her husband speaking in tongues at 5 a.m. Yes. So 5 a.m. she will hear Kabala Babandala Baba Kabaya Balaba Yandala Baba Baba Bayandala Baba Lababa Kababa Lababa Yandala Baba Rabalaba Baba Rabalaba Baba Baba Kabala Baba Baba Yibalaba Baba Mikababa Baba Baba Yes at 5 a.m. Yes. A few day, a few days ago she was telling me another story. She said, she said Every day at 3 a.m. the shower. So I realized that the man has even revised it. Now 3 a.m. said 3 a.m. the shower comes on in the house. So it's like I can't sleep again. Because he's having a shower every day at 3 o'clock in the morning. How many sisters would like such an experience in your house? Receive it. Otherwise, what you will get is snoring, oh, snoring, 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 food and sex. SFS. Yes. Yes. When you thought, when you thought you were getting an Acts, Acts chapter six, man. That I will give, I will give ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Shemen, brother, would take oil, take oil, take oil, take oil. They are Acts, they are Acts chapter six, brothers. Give themselves to prayer and to the word. Prayer and to the ministry of the word. Ministry means seven. They said they dish out scriptures and verses with explanations. They minister the word. They dish it out like food that you are dishing out. Some word. They have. They only meet them. They have verses to share. They have a verse to share. A verse to share. Yes. That's what. That's what they said. They said we are giving ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The ministry of the word. The ministry of the word. That's what they're giving themselves to. Yes. Yes. Prayer and ministry of the word. But when they marry, they say they've signed up for SFS. Let's do number seven and go on break, okay? How many of you feel like going deeper? Feel like going deeper and doing more? Stand to your feet and speak in tongues for two minutes. Speak in tongues. Shout in tongues. Shout it for two minutes. Speak in tongues. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Shout it out. Speak it. Speak it. Don't whisper. Shout in tongues. Shout in tongues. Yes, shout in tongues. Man de kitendi masandi bakitala. Shout. Eh, la makato mirimianda. Tanjo sabalande. Shout. Kabandala mama kabadia. Shout. Ikateri yamandola mama. 
Santo Ramamanda Ramamama Ka Shata Bacante de Mandia Ita de Gosamaradama Mantekiniviata My God Mama Candilima Ile Namakotamanasanda Maman Tombilimini Kaliyama Dabababababa Shakobala Mandala Mamamama Shata Kamadala Dede Kapatiando, Ilamanteri Bikiando Labadaba, Ilamanteri Mini 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 Oh, 
Kane, Shambanalema, Tambanala Manema, Rambanala Manele, Mandele Mekebala, Tambala Manale, Sambanala Manele, Shambanale, Ikalema, 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 Samanale, Manima Kabala, Ile Kalima Simani Mali, Malia Manana Makabadabala, Iva Katabalone, Elima Kibadianda, we receive Makabadabala. We receive the grace to go deeper. Makandelema. Ikalema Nemanele. Mama Mashandola Maka. Makabala Manale. Eli Makata. Yantemine. Ikalema Nelele. Mashando Kabazanda. Makabala Manalaleva. Mama Mashandala Makaba. Ikabata Bambele Menenole. Shapa Bakabelema. Ela Kata Mazandia. Ikalima Zindinima. Ikalima Nima Kabadabada. Marababa Oh my God, Makabalabara, your presence, Lord, Mama Shandola Makabaleva, Mama Kabadaleva, Marabarabaraba, Makabadabalaba, going deeper, Ichakabalade, Ichakabadalade, 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 Makulemele, Mama Shadokabala, Mama Kandamale, Mama Kandola Makale, Sande Makaya, Itabadamadala Masana, Imanama Kabadala Mana, Imanakabadabadabada, Ikalamadabadabadaba, Ikalamadabadabadaba, Sabaka Pata, Ikatababa, Namakandolama, Shadabakale, Impa, Imprakatabes, Ikalamandolama, Imakandalababa, there is a rain, there is a rain, there is a spiritual rain, it's raining, Kamanamana, Kanamanamana, Kamanamanama, Kamanamana, Kamanamanama, Mamandola Mama, pray about the truth, you have been filled with the truth, you have been filled with the word and with the truth and with the light the light the light and the truth the truth and the light for god is light god is light the light and the truth the light and the truth the light and the truth the light makabalama mamandala makamana mamandala mamakabalabana makalamanda the goodness the long suffering of god mamanda the patience of god the first love mamandala maka somebody pray about your first love the first works the first works the first love the first works the first feelings makabalama mamandala maka ikalamanda the first love the first works kalamanda going deeper into the works the first works the first love makalamanda mama mandala makale mandala makalala mamandala mandale thank you jesus lift up your two hands thank you lord for your anointing thank you for fresh oil thank you for fresh oil thank you for fresh oil Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your fresh Holy Spirit, Lord. 
anoint us oh God a fresh oil to go deeper a new desire a new edge a new desire a new edge to go deeper to do more to do more let that burden let that burden let that desire come upon your people let it come upon your people let them see more let them see more let their eyes be opened to see more to see more to see oh god more let them see the harvest fields let them see the harvest fields thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus you know i keep hearing a word first fruits i don't know that there are some people here who were here maybe even as shepherds or leaders on the onset of this ministry how many of you were here like that to see about 12 people if you're here like that i want you to step forward right now i want to pray for you you are here like that you're here from the onset the beginning the beginning right from the beginning of this church come as shepherds you're here not as members you came as leaders I see in the realm of the spirit just about 12 people that God is giving you a new spirit. Lift up your two hands. Receive it. This is your hour. I don't know what else there is. I don't know what else there is. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. It's not over. It's not over. It's not over. A new chapter begins. A new season begins new wisdom new understanding receive it receive the spirit yes can i have ashes please help me yes receive it receive it receive a touch yes 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 no more resistance anything you are resisting break through nataya yes yes receive a touch receive it receive it receive it it's on you it's on you when i touch you receive it the power power of god the power of god yes jesus yes 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 he's taking you deeper taking you further no more struggle no more struggle yes yes receive it receive it yes on you on you yes jesus mataya tire yes 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 receive that grace and receive that strength mahatalabatasaya yes receive it yes yes power 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 matoli bitisa tataya matoli bitatataya matoli bitatataya matoli bitatataya matoli bimikokokotataya matoli bitokaya be free nanaya 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 nakala bitoya yes 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 the power of God is flowing 
in you to take you higher higher and deeper higher and deeper receive the power of God higher and deeper higher and deeper yes higher and deeper it's yours it's yours to take it's yours to take it's yours to take your time is not wasted your time is not in vain your labor is not in vain receive it receive it receive it receive it deeper 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 nakata saya yes nakata bitaya yes namikataya namiko masa yes jesus works on you he who began a good work malabataya malami gota labadiba kapatasaya lift up your two hands it's flowing power is flowing power to do more power to do more is flowing I see power I see power to do more power 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 to do more breakthrough barriers 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 breakthrough barriers receive power to come through power to come through power to come through power to break through invisible barriers and invisible borders yes you are coming through it's your day it's your season come through come through by the power of god by the power of god you will you will you will you will kato shataya receive power Yete yataya nakata lapatasaya. Lift up your two hands. Thank you. Thank you for grace, for power, for anointing to cross invisible barriers, invisible borders. I saw many of you receiving a new strength to cross invisible borders and invisible barriers receive that anointing receive that power receive that power you shall cross i command you to cross i command you to cross you shall cross into new territories into new zones cross by the power of the spirit by the power of the spirit you will cross you will go over you will not stay behind barriers and borders you will go over receive that grace receive that grace receive that anointing it's coming on you it's resting on you a power is giving being given to you mani mato madi mano nataya mani mano mani mato yes yes you'll be a discovery yes a discovery a discovery greater works greater works greater works nani nanaya nani nanaya nani nanaya namiko matasaya be anointed 
may your words be anointed may you do greater works hey it's the power walk in the power walk in the power walk in the power it's the power it's the power of God it's the power of God it liberates you and energizes you yay 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 it's like fire burning it's like fire a fire is a fire is coming upon you a fire is coming upon you thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Lord for your help thank you for your blessing 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 taking a deep breath and be filled a deep breath and be filled 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 with the power a deep breath and be filled a deep breath and be filled now be filled now be filled now be filled be filled with strength with power with ability supernatural abilities it shall be supernatural it shall be supernatural it shall be supernatural it shall be supernatural I see several lady shepherds full of power full of the power of the spirit ah Nakosi Sostaya Nakosi Mataya Nakoti Femataya Pradishotalia Dasastaya Nakanisa 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 right there He's giving you strength right there. Receive it. Receive it. Receive strength. You'll be strong. You'll be strong from today. You'll be strong. You will be strong. You'll be strong. You'll be strong. You'll be strong. Be strengthened. Be made strong. Be made strong. Every weakness is cancelled. Strength. 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 Receive strength. Receive strength. I see it on you. It's coming on you. It's on you. I see it on you. I see strength. A cloak is being put on you. It's a cloak of strength. It's a cloak of strength. It's a cloak of strength. Thank you, Jesus. Take your seats if you can. Take your seats if you can. If you can, take your seats. Malandi laba kipatasaya.
Amen. Our seventh point says that God, God took Moses deeper by showing him how to combine mercy and judgment. So God takes you deeper by showing you his judgment of people. Judgment requires God's mind and God's wisdom. Only deep people can understand or even fathom why God would punish generations of innocent people for their parents' sin. So God is able to show mercy and at the same time not clear the guilty. This is a deep and complex aspect of God's God's nature. If you can attain to combining the love and mercy of God with the judgment of God, you are close to God's heart. If you can learn how to show forgiveness and at the same time punish those who are guilty, you would have moved much closer to the Lord. So go deeper by learning these complex aspects of God. So in other words, in God there's mercy and there's judgment. He's God. You will see how some are forgiven and some things are forgiven and also some things are punished. But that is God. He has the the mercy side. He has the judgment side. That is him. As you get closer to him, closer to him, you would know and you would discover, and you you even see, perhaps even in yourself, that there are some things that are meant to be overlooked and forgiven, and there are some things that are to be judged and to be judged severely. That is God. That is getting closer to God. When you've only read, when you've only read. Colossians, then you will think everything is forgiveness. You just forgive, you just pass by. But as you go deeper, you go deeper into the Bible and you study the word of God and you understand God, you will discover things and people that their portion was not messy and it's like it's okay. It was judgment. Is that this happens? This is the repercussion. But that is God. That is Him. You can't change God. It's your closeness to Him and going deeper to in Him that you see that He is a merciful God and He's also a righteous judge. There are people in your life that I, I know that you like. You like to be judged. I mean, if you know people like that in your life, that you, I mean, it's like, no, this one. Mm-hmm. And perhaps there are the people who rather have to be forgiven. When you get closer to him and you walk with him, you see that mm, this is God. He has these two sides. So you need, you need to be close enough for him to guide you and to lead you. And that is when you will stop judging, you will stop judging other people. 
who pass judgment or who show mercy. It's when, it's when you're a child inexperienced. A child inexperienced that you run commentary about everything. You just run commentary. Because you don't know, you don't go, you don't, you don't have a full picture. You don't understand everything. Do you understand what we're saying? You do? Yes. Mercy and judgment. Yes. When you get close to him. As you go deeper, you will see mercy and you will see judgment. As you go deeper, as you go deeper, you will see mercy and you will see judgment. The deeper you go, the closer you get, you will see mercy and you will see judgment. You will not just see mercy. Neither will you just see judgment, but you will see mercy and you will see judgment. And sometimes it's confusing because it's complex. It's complex. It's like, what's happening? What's going on? But there are times that you will see judgment and there are times you see mercy. Yes, you see mercy, but it is God. It is God. So instead of questioning or feeling that, no, this is a bad thing. This is not the right thing. This shouldn't be done. No. That is God. Mercy and judgment. You will see mercy. You will see judgment. Get closer and see. Get closer. Get closer. Get closer. You will see mercy. When you are getting saved, you are getting born again. You see mercy. You see forgiveness. Your sins have been washed away. Your sins have been forgiven. The mercies of God. This. You see those things. That is you're a baby, that's all you know that's all you know, like when you're growing up your mother has never smacked you before she has never told you off before you only see a kind, merciful mother, but as you grow up then you see that no this woman can run after, she can run after you and beat you up a combination of the two has made you what you are has made you who you are, a combination of the two. Not just not just messy, not just oh, you can have your way. No, you can do this. No, you can do that. No, that's not that's not who you are. You're a combination of the messes and the judgment of your parents. Not just everything is easy. Everything is easy. When you get closer to God, you even discover, you even discover some people who are not meant to be your friends. Yes. But it, it, it will be your personal conviction. You will discover people who are not meant to be your friends. Not unbelievers. Not unbelievers. Again, that's like for babies. Be not an equally yoke. That's what I mean. It's like, come on. With unbelievers. You know, but you will discover people that are not, you are not supposed to entertain and to be around you because they won't help you. They won't help you be a serious Christian or, or fulfill your ministry. You see them, they are Christians, all right. But they are not your thing. Yes. Mercy and judgment. Mercy and judgment. Mercy and judgment. Let's read our passage before we take a break. Exodus. It's not Exodus that we've been reading. Yes. Exodus 34, isn't it? Verse 5. Do we have verse 5? 
You need God's mind and God's wisdom to understand. His. He says that, and the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. And that will by no means clear the guilty. And then also, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generation. I read in verse 8. And Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. When you discover the, the nature of God, you bow down and worship him. You, your, response, your response will say that he's a great God. Not, 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 that, not that why. Someone, someone who forgives thousands. And then you see him visiting the iniquity. You just say, yeah, Lord, you are God. You say, no, this is God. This is God. This is it. This is it. This is him. Mercy and judgment. Mercy and judgment. As you mature and you grow up, you will see mercy and judgment and you appreciate mercy and judgment. Stand to your feet and let's thank God and close off. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you for this blessed moment and blessed time. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Yes. <laughs>